No, they're pulling a U-turn, and they're chasing down Sammy. <laughs> Sammy's running like a scalded dog. Look at him! Oh, oh my God! God. Sammy oh my got God. over. Oh my God! I did it for the Rock. What? what? Did it for the Rock. How are we? Episode, I don't know, 160, I think. I think it's 160. I believe so, yeah. I've always yeah. dreamed about getting to 160. Yeah. But we're, it's, it's me and Fitz here, so you've got Steve and Steve Fitz. We also have Nick, who is joining us this week. Nick, how are you? Hey, everyone. Good to be back. Wait a not, second. Not, That's not Nick. No. <laughs> Those are fake Nicks. I'll do, I'm going to join you. I saw a little message from Nick there, so let's try this. A libation, puff of all. Oh, yes. Oh, I didn't do it right. I cracked a bottle and it didn't make the right noise. Ah, I'm just going to leave now. I failed you all. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for joining. (laughs) Not at all. Thanks for having me on, guys. No bother, no bother. Goodbye forever. And anyway, where's Gordo and Nick anyway? Nick uh, Nick is in Cork or something? He is, yeah. He's gone on a kind of a little staycation with the missus down to Gugambara, the church that they got married in. Okay. Down in, I think it was West Cork, on a Monday, and I'm going to berate him for the rest of his life for bringing us all down to Cork on a Monday for a wedding. Mother of God, he's a crazy man. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, wait, J Dog says fake Nick up there with the likes of fake Kane, fake Undertaker, <laughs> fake Diesel, and fake Razor. <laughs> if I wasn't I mean, that, so offended, I'd laugh. I mean, that's pretty good company. To be fair. True. And do you know what? Uh, fake Kane was um, Luke Gallows, Doc Gallows. So I'll take that. And Fake Diesel was Kane. No for you. So, <laughs> there be a day, dog. Taking it as a compliment. Oh, uh, yeah. It is the evening before All Out. So we'll get to all that stuff later on. Um, yeah, but how's your life? Nick, how are you? How's life? Life's good. Living that pandemic. I've been on since the pandemic. Um, oh, I did. You not? I, I did. I did a B show. With the ah, rest yeah, of yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 that's it. Uh, yeah, look, sure, look, love and work. And um, sure, you work with me now, of course, it's going to mm. be class. So, and um, yeah, nothing, nothing too much to report. It's uh, work, and uh, I bought a PS4, so I've been playing a bit of that. And nice. um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm gamed in five or six years. I've been doing other things, and so I uh, played The Last of Us 1 and 2 and all the Uncharted games. And um, yeah. Nice. So Naughty Dog got their money out of you then? I like it. Well, they did, but also I got, I think I got some good deals. I got Uncharted 1 to 3 for a tenner, uh, ah. 4 for 15, and I got Last of Us 2 with the console, and then I got Last of Us 1 for 15 euro. That so, sounds a lot like a local neighborhood video game shop that I know. Oh, yes, that's, yes. That sounds very like an offer they would do. All first-party titles. I lo- yeah, that that's I got gotcha, you, I got gotcha. you. But anyways, uh, have you played Fall Guys yet? Seeing as you're on PS4, I haven't. No, no, no. I'm big into the cinematic games. Love okay, them, so 
Assassin's Creed used to be my jam. And then I played Syndicate and then I started Origins and I played that for a, an hour and I went, no, it's not the same. And... Gardo, Gardo would smite you for such comments. Well, tell him to at me. Yeah. Well, he'd at you. He has oh, no problem adding people. I know Gordo will at me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, J-Dog, Guard of War is on the list. Um, so I'm playing Spider-Man right now. I'm literally on the last sequence coming up. And was it? I've got Grand Theft Auto Five next. Then nice. Horizon Zero Dawn, I think, after that. I've got a whole list of shit. I literally haven't played computer games in five years. So, oh, so you've, six. Yeah. I just, I've been playing, yeah. Yeah, and the pandemic's been great for it because there's like, you can't go out. Like evenings. True, very true. Did you sign up for the online membership so you can play online? No, I don't play online. No, I was going to say that if you had it, you'd get Fall Guys for free and I strongly recommend it. I've been playing it nonstop for two days. Well, I it's might amazing. actually just to play it with you and um, Gordo. That could be fun. Uh, we'd have it on PC though. That's the only problem. Oh yeah, no, not. For I me. don't think there's. Can you play cross-platform? Maybe you can. I'm not I sure. I doubt that. I don't know. I don't know. PS. Fit- oh, Deliverance said he was playing PS WWF games. Yeah, I think the SmackDown second one, the one that came out in like 2000, was the first game I played that kind of got me into computer into wrestling. And um, I used to create a character, but this is this is my logic for that. I had mankind's body with Albert's head. Done. Hmm. Dobbs <laughs> is trying a... to get in. I just saw Fitz, Fitz's message. What's the story? We can talk about it on air. <laughs> I don't know. I was just Dobbs trying to get into uh, Discord chat, but it doesn't seem to be working for him. Well, so he's, on, he's on mobile. Just so tell, him to, on... tell him to close it and start it again. <laughs> the age old adage. Yeah, it's the only thing. Because everyone else is in here, so I'm not sure why you can't get in. Yeah. That's weird. So I love his sex tape. Hey. hey. Um, but yeah, uh, how are you, Fitz, in general? How's your life? It's good. Can't complain now. Had a trip down to the, to the water for today. Got the old ears lowered and had lunch with one of the boys. Good old day. Ears lowered? Yeah. You get ear pierced? No, you never heard the saying, get your ears lowered. No. no. Get your hair cut. Ah. Do you know? Do you know where I heard that first? Right, and this is going to show how old I am. Do you ever remember the cartoon called Doug? Yes. Oh, yeah. That that's where I picked up that saying from. Really? See, Rory got wow. it. Me and Rory are of the same vintage, I believe. You might Where's have a couple Doug? years memory. Is Doug American? Yeah. He's kind of like the, he had a best friend Skeeter. I think his name was. Yeah, Skeet. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember. Um, but I don't know. It was just one of those weird cartoons that I was into as a kid, and just one of those weird sayings that was like, "Ah, that makes sense." Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully, Dobbs can get on there. I'm not sure why he can't get in. Tell him to try and join another one of the channels, and then try and get in that way again afterwards. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna try there now anyway. Um, Tell me, lads, have you ever heard of CBD? Yes. Oh yeah, I have been taking CBD oil for the guts of a year now. Nice. I've been trying for the last maybe two, three weeks, uh, the, kind of the tablet form. I'm kind of, a, I'm kind of a fan of it. Kind of, yeah. A, it it does kind of. A, not, I don't know what how you describe it too much, but it takes the edge off to a degree, but without the weird, you know, hallucinogenic kind of factor of it. But how dare you? Oh damn it! Sorry. <laughs> you you want yeah, to it. carry how on? How dare you? Uh... Yeah. I was using a dash take, take and I, I, that was, <laughs> I forgot that I, I used a dash because I was sending you a link to send to him. Oh, uh, okay. I forgot that the dash button is marked as how dare you. 
How so. dare you? <laughs> Fitz, I that. take the oil fits and oh, yeah. uh, I get it from a company called Boyd's. Okay. Uh, CBD. Yeah, and I take it in the morning. Yeah, it just it chills me out. I'm less anxious about things that I would normally be anxious about. Yeah, hundred percent. Even like shit with work, where yeah, you know, things you getting fired. Of... You're just like whatever. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, not even that, but you know when you kind of something would come up and you're kind of thinking about it or overthinking about it and kind of almost overthinking yourself into a tizzy or you're getting stressed about something. Now it's just kind of like something comes up like oh yeah, I'll just do that or it kind of cl- helps clear the head or it can kind of helps focus maybe to a degree. Yeah. Whereas you kind of think, you know, CBD, you think, oh, it's just the stoner effect. But no. it, was, it, it was a fun explanation trying to explain that to uh, to my family. When I was telling them, oh, yeah, I'm going to try this CBD. It's like, the mirror Joanna. <laughs> Go away, turned him into a junkie. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, if there, were, if there was a place in Ireland to turn anyone into a junkie, it would be the West. It would be yeah. Galway, full of fucking crushies. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I wouldn't be into drugs at all at all. And... Um, yeah, I found CBD to be really, really helpful. Um, so the other thing I take in the terms of like focus is a, 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 neut- a nootropic called um, Alpha Brain from a company called Onnit. I find okay. they really help me focus, uh, especially with work. And I just kind of get things done. It's not like wired. It's not like an energy thing, but it's more of a just kind of, let's say if you've got a heap, heap of things to do and you're like kind of mixing up what to do next, it just helps me kind of focus and just kind of like knock things off one by one. Mm. And, it's, you know, it just, and it helps me form sentences better. I should have taken it before the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Joe nice. Rogan, uh, his friend um, started the company on it and Rogan invested in it. And Rogan takes... Um, uh, yeah, the <laughs> there you go. Rory read my mind. It's turning it into the JRE so gradually, and uh, yeah. But anyway, um, so Rogan takes it before his podcast too. But I, I took it skeptically. Uh, well, there I did take it. There she's like, I'm coming out with those big words. And um, is that even a word? I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it's great. I really like it. Do you know what one thing I would love to try? And I know it's not even a real thing, but have you ever seen the film Limitless? Oh yes. yeah, Bradley Cooper. Like, I'm not going to lie. I, I know how that film ends. I would still do that drug. Mm. Just because I'd love to see how you could live like that, even for a few days. That they made a TV crazy. show out of it. And the TV show was great, but they didn't renew it for a second season. What? Devastated. I was, hoping, I, was leaving to, I was leaving that to build up for a bit and binge through it. Oh, man. Yeah. That's Sun Prime, I think. But yeah, great TV show. I, I went in going, ah, yeah, it's going to be kind of one of those shite knockoffs. But I really, really enjoyed it. Mm. Oh man, what a chip. Oh well, so I do like our little uh, jaunt down Joe Rogan Lane there. That was fun. Um, well, I suppose there's only one. If there's nothing else to cover, I don't think there is, outside of the fact that I need people to play Fall Guys with me, okay? So if you're playing it on Steam, let me know. Because Gordo won't get back to me. He's being a bitch. I don't know where he is. Fiverr so, uh, says, no, fuck it. I put 100 quid on it that he's asleep right now. Oh, probably. I would ring put him good money. Actually, I'm going to ring him. I'm going to fucking ring him to fuck. We'll ring, ring him, him live on air. Do, oh, yeah, yeah. Don't tell him he's on air, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the classic uh, Stephen Kira scenario right yeah, now. Yeah, put your phone on loudspeaker and then uh, yeah. point it to the mic. Let's see what happens. <laughs> this is going to be funny. He's not going to answer. Who knows? He might, though. Like, we'll see. And I'm just going to fill some air, you know? So that's what I'm good at. I just talk so that there's no dead air. And that's really... There we go. Oh, here we are. Great stuff. Sounds like a uh, phone a friend and like uh, who wants mm. to be <laughs> Let's see. Oh, I'd love if he was off on the absolute piss somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> he, he somehow got into a pub. 
Not again. <laughs> he paid for a substantial meal. <laughs> he met the police who were... Who... Oh. No, I'm voice to <laughs> yeah. Mark uh, Gordon. Uh, Mark Gordon. <laughs> I am so disappointed in him that his, uh, his answering machine is, oh, hi. Yeah. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> oh, my God, that would be amazing. <laughs> oh, man. What a dish. Or it should just be Cornette saying, you're a fucking Mark or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Thank you. <laughs> fuck you. Bye. <laughs> um, but yeah, speaking of thank you, fuck you. Bye. Vince McMahon has told all of his employees to say thank you. Fuck you. Goodbye to Cameo on Twitch. Pew, 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 pew. Segways. One of your better ones. It's not Could bad. Be. Yeah. That was remember, very good. Remember how you did that for a future reference. No, no. The fun is in the crowbar ones. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the real money is. <clears throat> so, so normally I would kind of defend a lot of WWE on some of those decisions they make in the sense that they are um, a big corporate business and not a lot of people understand that and then decisions they make are obviously really bad you mm-hmm. know but then sometimes they're forced to, they, they have to make some of these calls at the end of the day they're a business this one I, I think they're just being absolute ludicrous yeah this is so stupid yeah this is I, I, I'm not even like this is ridiculous like this is really bad so what is their ulterior motive here? Because you know they don't do anything for the obvious reasons. It's control the message. That's really all it is. Do you think but, so? Yeah, because AJ Styles said on stream that he got COVID and they didn't want any of those names getting out there. And the other thing, I'm not sure if anyone's actually done the research on it, but he said he got COVID last month and he's been on SmackDown every week. So No, he missed a couple of weeks there though. So that might, must have been the month before. But basically, mm. they were pissed off at Renee Young because I know Renee Young did interviews as well that she were, they gave off to her. They were very upset about her revealing that she got COVID. And then and don't all forget. of a sudden, AJ said it on stream and then next, the next day, hey, no more streams, goodbye. Don't forget, Do you reckon- they, back then, they weren't you know, doing live shows every week. They were doing a, a recording every two weeks. Mm-hmm. So, ooh, Mark is ringing me back. Let's oh, answer. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. Taxi. Oh, hello. <laughs> How are you? You are live on the internet. How are you? Oh, hello there. How's things? Why are you not online? I'm, I'm not, why am I not online? Because I'm going for a substantial meal later. Told that, you! I knew he'd say substantial meal. Absolute bollocks. <laughs> well, I'm literally in town, the way to town to go try and break out of a room or something. And then we're going for a substantial meal. If we break out of the room. Oh, so, uh, so Gordo is getting himself locked into a room with probable females. Oh yeah, they're, they're, yeah, there's they're, they're two of them. Lads, easy, easy now, easy. easy. I know. Did, did, this, this, we're recording this anyway, so that if we need to, we can we can play it in a court of law. <laughs> Just making myself guilty here, so I'm giving the evidence. Like, oh, we're full on Steve Kira in you right now. Oh, lovely, lovely. Don't know how Kira feels. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'll leave that one alone. Right, enjoy your substantial meal and your locked-in pub. What's that? Enjoy your substantial meal, you dirty bollocks. I'll try my best. I hope you're not missing me too much. Kill me off with dignity. No, no <laughs> dignity for you. Okay, fine. Died in the bathtub? Died on the shitter? Oh, where are we going with it? Uh, Car crash. We, we, we haven't covered Nia Jax yet, so we'll, we'll throw that in there somehow. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Oh, man. So, Car- Gordo's car just crashed. He's dead. There we go. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Nia Jax was driving. Yeah. So the big question I have coming out of this WWE thing about no more um, cameo, Twitch, and everything is: 
how are these lads going to be let down by Alexa Bliss going forward? Yeah. <laughs> $400. Now, if I was her, I'd be pretty pissed off. She was making a fortune there. Apparently that's Roman where, was too. That's where my ulterior motive theory was coming into it. I think that they were pissed off people were earning money outside of their, outside of their initial contract with WWE. They were but, like, no, fuck you. You're, not, you're employed by us, uh, quote unquote. So you should not be doing anything outside of this. You know, you make your money through us. We control you. We own you. You're not allowed to have a career or a life outside of us. Mm. But that's yeah. really bad from that. Like, then you're making an employee, even though they're not employees, but whatever the terminology, you're making them unhappy then. And I just don't get it. Like, but I mean, if someone like Xavier Woods, who does this up, down, up, down thing, he's going to be allowed to do it because he's making major money and that's part of WWE now. Or, and it's owned I mean, by the company, apparently. Right. So there's such a gray line here about like Xavier Woods can, but blah 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 can't then like it's i don't know i i I don't agree with it just let them do it like i i just don't agree the weird thing here was uh this was the the big red flag mcmahon had held a call this is from wrestling inc held a call with latest uh with talent last sunday regarding the reinvention of the product which is total bollocks during the call mcmahon said that wwe owns the real names of talent not just their character names and then Fitz sent something from Fightful Select that said wrestlers had reached out to Fightful said, no, 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 they don't own our real names or whatever, whatever the phrasing was. And then there was another thing where a contract was leaked online last night and it specifically said that they own the rights to their real names while they're under contract. That was Stephanie McMahon's performance contract yes. or performer contract. So like... So they, all, they own Colby Lopez for Seth Rollins, just as an example. His first name yeah. came to my head. While he's employed. So he, yeah. But he's not even technically employed by them. So, like, he's a, he's a what are they called again? Independent contractor. Contractor. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, like, he, as long as he does his WWE stuff, they shouldn't have any control over anything he does outside of WWE. Yeah. And the letter was leaked last night. Uh, Sean Ross Sapp leaked it. Uh, the wording was, some of you are engaged with outside third parties using your name and likeness in ways that are detrimental to our company, McMahon wrote. It's imperative that these activities be terminated within the next 30 days by Friday, October 2nd. Uh, continued violations will result in fine suspensions or termination at WWE's discretion. So there's two things there. If you want out of your contract, keep streaming on Twitch. And the second one, there is no chance in hell AJ Styles is, is dropping his channel. Not a hope. But is he making money off that channel? Oh, yeah. But also, yeah. he's a top guy. Are they going to fire AJ Styles for streaming well, fucking PUBG? So some people are going to be allowed because they're top people. Yeah. Some people. Oh, I mean, yeah. now, now that's a real grey area right there, isn't it? That's, that's how the they've always operated, though. Yeah. I mean, how, how valuable you are to the company in terms of how much money you make for the company allows how much freedom you're given. You know, Why Zach Ryder was, was spit up and chewed out because he wasn't a valuable asset in the company's eyes. You shouldn't Whereas have got over, like, you know. You shouldn't have got over and made money for the company. Moral of the story is: don't get over, don't get, don't <laughs> make money. But the the rumors coming out of this was that there was a, a top tier talent at war with the company over this, and it that's AJ. you can only you can only assume it's AJ. It's AJ or Cole or Woods, but most likely AJ. Mm-hmm. Um, can you know on up up down down? Cole uses Chugs as his name. And Austin Creed as Xavier Woods. Austin Creed is not his real name. Can he still say, because he, Woods has a stream himself outside of Up, Up, Down, Down. Can he call himself Austin Creed on Twitch? What are they going to do about it? Question. What if they just created another profile and just didn't tell anyone? How the fuck would WWE even know? 
So just stream like with a voice changer or something. What if they call no themselves camera. Voice Murphy? There you go. And just had a thing like well, I guess no one else would know who they are, so they'll be able to make money off. Ah, oh, I see. Yeah, fair enough. Call him PJ Styles because I mean his logo <laughs> looks like PJ anyway. So what well, it's P- supposed to be? It is PJ Phenomenal One. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, there you go. I always read it as PJ Styles, and I think he's from Mayo. <laughs> so then you the other thing, Paige, who <laughs> effectively just said nope and changed her Twitch channel to her real name rather than Paige official, it's now Soraya official. Uh, For her. Lex- Alexa Bliss changed her cameo to Lexi Kaufman as well. So wait, Alexa Bliss isn't a real name. No, no, no. So Fitz, you're gonna love this point I have as well about this. All they're doing with this is making AEW look like a better place to work. Yep. They've been doing that since COVID came out with the whole testing scenario. AEW don't even have to do anything. Wait, wait, wait. Nobody does the work for them. It's crazy. Let's just roll it back a second there, Fitz. They've been doing it since... um, Didn't AEW let Chris Jericho around after he just did a whole concert all weekend? Yeah, but only seven people got sick. It's okay. And only one person died. Yeah. Out of millions that were in the I think that's worse than anything (laughs) WWE has done. And but there is I, definitely, I don't I know, know, not a chance. Uh, I don't know, Fitzy. When you see the likes of um, Diana Perazzo doing interviews with um, Chris Van Vliet saying that when she was with the Performance Center and that she was going out for dinners and off to the beaches with all her friends and family and you see the likes of the Instagram Hunzos, you know, the iconics and whatnot, just meeting up <gasps> with people the whole time and all this sort of shenanigans. I want to talk they're, about Goldhouse. I want to talk about Goldhouse. Remind me. They're they're <laughs> they're they're equally as culpable in terms of that, but I don't actually blame either of them for that because ultimately you can't like it's like a company telling their employees what they should do in their own time. You sh- you can't really do that. You know you can ask them to use their better judgment. And, but then AEW know, shouldn't have used Jericho then. Well, as long as he's getting tested and, you know, he's following the correct protocols when he's arriving right. at work, then I, I'm, I'm just like, okay, you, you know, you, you've done something that we probably wouldn't have advised you to do, but you've turned up, you followed our protocols while you're here. So as long as you're healthy here, that's all that should matter to them. All right, then. I just like... Yeah, I know I, I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you, but I'm putting a caveat in with it. But you know, is it safe that. enough? Is it safe enough for Brock Lesnar to go there? <laughs> we'll find out tonight, possibly. <laughs> Segway. <laughs> wait, wait. Before we do go on, sorry to ruin your segue. It's already ruined. Mm-hmm. Um, I only hope that Kip Sabian can get like ten million Twitch followers, so he decides to change career. Oh, 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 oh. Because he really oh. annoys his, with his Twitch promotion. So. Um, you know, Why, the way he goes on about Twitch. Yeah, it's really annoying when he goes on about his Twitch thing on air. And it's just like, Kip, you're as vanilla as the worst <laughs> vanilla ice cream. Get out of town, bud. Yeah, but, you know, as long as he is arm in arm with Penelope Ford, that man has got something that every other man wants. Yeah, but A when they break line. up, who's going to be kept? <laughs> oh, 100% Penelope Ford. Exactly. <laughs> but they're engaged, so it's not likely that that would happen. But. Uh, it's know, always a possibility. I know. I will give it. I'd put money on it being a matter of time. Oh, that's so uh, so harsh, Nick. How dare you? Thank you. Steve. Harsh, harsh, <laughs> but true. Don't worry, Fitz. Then she's single. Then you can 
<laughs> and you're like, Fitz is like, of course, that's the only thing stopping me from bagging Penelope <laughs> Ford. <laughs> Obviously, I, I, I have uh, I have principles. I don't chase women that are otherwise Fitz. occupied. You <laughs> have far more charisma than Kip Sabian. <laughs> it's true. Oh, you. Oh, you're so not sweet. saying much in fairness. <laughs> hey, 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 no chasey backsies. <laughs> Dick. Um, so Pro Wrestling Sheet confirmed that Lesnar is a free agent at the moment after his deal expired. Um, of course, the Lesnar deals have expired before and he's always come straight back. So I don't think there's going to be anything to this. I'd no. be shocked to see Lesnar turn up somewhere. I'd be shocked they to see Lesnar leave his it. farm, to be honest with you. He's not leaving his farm. The, no only thing, the only news I expect to see about Brock Lesnar in the next few months is him entering the pool to be tested again. Yeah. That is literally the only thing I expect because there is a money fight on the table for him and John Jones. Oh, boy. Oh, I like it a lot. I'm going to be so nervous and lead up to that because Brock is going to do all the rights he can. And I'm just hoping, you know, then it's going to be like he's going to get caught or John Jones is going to crash into somebody before the fight. (laughs) And, you know, it's just going to be one of those cases. They should make that a match where all drugs allowed. Yeah. (laughs) The drug Olympics. One of them is going to fuck up before the fight. You know, if you have that fight in Las Vegas or in New York, you're fucked because the state athletic commissions will (laughs) fucking clamp down on everything. Bring it to Fight Island. You know, do what you want out there. And Toxin as well. Paul Heyman is his actual manager in real life as well. So I'd be shocked if he went anywhere but WWE. Uh, This has happened before. His deal has just expired and he'll re-sign a new deal. No, I give absolutely... Go on. Go ahead, Nick. I say it'd be legit hilarious if he just turns up on Impact. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Like just the side of it would be so funny. Like just oh, I sent to Nick off air there that I was listening to Tony Khan's pre all out press conference that he did. And when asked about Brock Lesnar by some journalist, I can't remember who he's like, I, I can't comment on that right now. So he he's like, I know I'm not getting Brock Lesnar, but if I let people think I'm getting Brock Lesnar, yeah. people will, will speculate that I'm getting Brock Lesnar. And they, they ain't getting Brock Lesnar. And Brock would be pretty happy with him. It's going to drive the price up. Oh, yeah. Orton, Orton did that spectacularly well. He got himself yeah. a crazy deal. Fair did. place for him. If he can do it, do it. Nobody loses in this scenario. No. Only the corporations that have endless seas of money. And I don't really mm-hmm. have any sympathy for them. So No. Either Joe Rogan or Vince McMahon. They're the two people who could possibly lose out of this by having to pay him more. Yeah. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm okay with either of those two Dana being White bled you. for a little bit more. Who did I say? Joe, Joe Rogan. Rogan. Oh, Joe Rogan. Oh, he's, he's a lovely yeah. man. Rogan got to do about Joe yeah, Rogan is a lovely man, although he is a millionaire now with his fucking yeah. uh, Spotify deal. So, you know, fuck oh, him. Man. What was it? A hundred million dollar deal, wasn't it? I know. It's ridiculous. And, and Spotify are bringing in video podcasts as well. Yeah. So. And I'd say when that comes in further, then they'll probably kick him off YouTube. Probably. But maybe. I, I, will people use video podcasts on Spotify? Like, I want to turn on Spotify and turn off my phone straight away. That's the one benefit over that, over the likes of YouTube. Or will it, want well, you to yeah. fucking subscribe to being let able me, to close the app and continue playing. Let me give you an example. At work, I have one screen, which is my laptop, which is on Spotify full time. And then I have mm-hmm. my work, which is the big monitor. So let's say I could have the podcast on and have the video there on the side as like a mm-hmm. background while I'm working away. And then, so I, 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 I see how that could work for some people. I don't watch videos on podcasts, so no. I could see why it wouldn't. But a lot, you know, sometimes it would. I think it's annoying because so many people are doing stuff on video now. Like, and it's really annoying because I'm listening and I'm like, oh yeah, well, this next bit is useless to me because I can't see anything. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Like podcasts um, are an audible experience in my mm-hmm. mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, 
I'll put Joe Rogan on, but I'll just not be watching it. It'll just be on my laptop over to the side and YouTube will exactly. be on or whatever, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, AOP released. That was out of nowhere, but I guess they've had a lot of injuries. Still a huge, huge waste. I mean, I think they were a really good fit with old Seth Rollins there, and that's a real shame mm. that that never got further than it did. Obviously, COVID, I think, messed that up a bit, but I think that's a. I think WWE fucked up real bad there. Yeah, yeah. I was never a big fan of AOP, um, especially on the main roster. At least down in NXT, they had um, Ellering. What's his first name? Paul. Paul Ellering. Yeah, he was a fantastic manager for them in NXT. But when they got called up to the main roster, they had no kind of spearhead, no figurehead, kind of leading them and guiding them until they joined up with Seth Rollins. Hmm. And you know that 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 was a nice little faction they had until one of them got injured. Um, and then obviously he. he recruited more people who subsequently went away for different reasons yeah are they AEW bound then because AEW is tag team rich or what's the story there I'd like to see them go there that or New Japan oh that'd be great in New Japan that'd be great I think think probably AEW and I I think it's time AEW start uh, thinning the herd as well to be honest but that's (laughs) for later <laughs> there's bound to be, there's some money tied up there where you know where people are available. I think anyway, we might come to we might cross that road later on. Uh, I want to do a Fitz. You watched SmackDown last night, so did I. Yes, sir. The I Sasha not, and spoil okay, away. spoil away. Okay, so the Sasha, Sasha and Bailey turn finally happened. Oh boy! Oh! So Bailey turned on Sasha Spoiler and, <laughs> and Nick. You reacted more than the commentary did. No, you're kidding. Literally silence. The Fuck first kick, off. first kick goes in, nothing, and then Cole goes, "What? what what's go, what's going on? Oh, oh my god! What? Oh my god! What, what? You're you're actually shitting me. I react. Fitz, Fitz, I thought I was going crazy. Am I crazy? Nope. This was picked up by a lot of people who would know a lot about the business. Uh, Salamonster was another one. And um, I said it to Steve watching live. Is like when they did the recap of it, the referee on the outside got picked up by the roaming camera being more audibly shocked by this than Michael Cole and Corey Graves on commentary. It was terrible. Now, they've been building that story for close to a year. Now, which more. one of them is going to turn? You go nearly two or three years that they've All been right. teasing this and you know the tweening from either side. Uh, I said to you last night, it was the wrong time. You know, you, you want to do this turn or betrayal or whatever you want to call it, you know, almost at the, the absolute peak or the pinnacle of their run. You almost want to be craving that it happened. If anything, it should have happened last week when they lost their tag team titles or the week before that when Sasha lost her Raw title. But now it's happened after they've lost their rematch for the tag titles. It it felt anticlimactic. And the commentary team only hammered that anticlimactism further. Nick, That's just wait. <laughs> wait till you see it, dude. Uh, myself and Fitz were just com- in complete agreement over it last night. And you looked at Twitter and, and a lot of people were saying mm. it too. Someone now, described them as comatose on commentary. Now, as a as a heel turn or as a kind of betrayal, as a as a beatdown, it was a fantastic beatdown. Bailey did mm-hmm. a fantastic job actually doing what she did. Genuinely no complaints about the execution of it. Same. Absolutely fantastic. And you know, I'm delighted that they've kind of kept Bailey as the heel because she's really come into her own in the last six months with the I don't know how, but she's kind of made more of an impact as a heel in front of no fans than possibly anyone else in the business. 
I'll go as far as saying Bailey's been my um, across all of wrestling. Bailey's been my um, COVID MVP. I yep. would be hard pressed to argue with that. The only thing I could really put Asuka. into that argument, Asuka yeah. and, and Sasha. No, not Asuka, because Asuka's just been as consistent as ever. Mm. She she yeah. hasn't like. Whilst I'll be straight up, I had zero interest in Bailey before kind of oh. this kind of happened. How I dare just, you? Well, look, <laughs> she was fast forward material. Oh. Like, and press uh, that again there, Steve. <laughs> you have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. I love Greta. <laughs> it's not empty when it's legit true. <laughs> but um, no, now um, she is quite the opposite. I will definitely, uh, no, I, I'm all in. Like my phone goes down anytime Bailey or, or Sasha are there now. So yeah, mm-hmm. I would say so to see. Yeah, it's great to see that. But back to the commentary though. I haven't seen it, so I don't know. But like my guess would be they were, to- Corey Graves and Michael Cole were told to do react like that no that's what i was thinking too but you know when they're told not to commentate and there's like silence yeah. so that they could yeah. take in the atmosphere it wasn't that they just didn't say much they were yeah. and they didn't sound into they weren't like into it even it wasn't like, like oh my god Billy, blah 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 there's none of that she was like what is what is what is Billy doing it was so she's her friend oh my yeah and that was the thing the michael cole has been harping on for years literal years that Bailey and Sasha are not friends, that they're using each other, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. And in this whole monotone monologue that he had, it was like, how could she turn on her best friend like that? You know, obviously Kevin Dunn in his ear, you know, saying, mm. say these words. But it was so, you know, starkly noticeable to me that on the week that WWE confirmed that Mauro Ranallo has left the company, Thank arguably you. the best play-by-play commentator in wrestling today who would have sold this angle and this story like a million bucks that they've had the worst play-by-play wrestling commentator in the business for a long time in Michael Cole sell the absolute shit out of this in the worst possible way. It was just the week. Morrow is gone and and then this is what you see for the big angle. Like this has been the number one story on TV for like what? maybe six months this has been the biggest brewing story in wwe tv this year well definitely and they were on every show for a period of about two yeah. months they were on every single show oh yeah they were on every brand right yeah like this you know, story and, is bigger than drew beating brock the money that was spent and the tv time spent on this and then it's like oh oh my she she has kicked sasha in the head yeah wow. it's crazy i'm just thinking <laughs> back to like other heel turns and just the emotion you get from JR and the attitude there when mm-hmm. Austin turned heel or something, you'd like, you son of a bitch. Oh, you son yeah, of a bitch. like you, you actually like feel it and you're like, Austin really is that absolute dick. And you just, you, you, you know, whilst, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you so didn't feel the vitriol turn, at all. When Austin turned to join McMahon, JR was fucking incredible. Right, right. though. Yeah, like, I mean, we, I guess we were kids then and we weren't smarky, mm. you know, smarky smarks, like being mm. all cheeky about it. So we did buy into it a little more in that sense. But still, yeah. like, you know when it's good. Okay, just definitely watch it after this. You'll get it on YouTube or whatever. Yeah, yeah. no, I, well, cannot... I, will, I just haven't seen it yet, but I will get oh, yeah. to it. Like, yeah, SmackDown yeah. was actually pretty good last night, to be fair. Yeah. I, I quite enjoyed it. It's, um, it's so weird. SmackDown can either be fantastic or it can be terrible. <laughs> yeah, and literally weeks apart. Like next yeah. week, it could be atrocious and we're all laughing at it. So that's kind of cool. It gives you the best of both worlds there, you know? Don't, don't, don't. So you fucking son of a bitch. <laughs> son of a bitch. 
Um, but yeah, I'm I'm, I'm upset uh, Morrow's gone, but apparently he is looking after his mother, who is in bad health, and he Aww. can't exactly be going at, um, to fucking Florida. Uh, he hasn't well, been at a show since the COVID uh, shutdown. He's been doing it on. He's been doing it remote. And he he uh, has a lot of own his own like mental mental um, mm, illness yeah. problems as well. Have you seen that documentary about him? Oh, it's brilliant! Absolutely oh, brilliant! Yeah, eye opening as anything. Oh, yeah. and you know what's worse is like when that news broke on whatever Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever day it was, and the whole ensuing argument on the internet from the internet trolls, fans, whatever you want to call them. Uh, oh, speculation of why he's left and, you know, the company are forcing him out because he's not coming back in to record shows. Then people are saying, no, he's stuck in Canada because of COVID. Other people are saying, obviously, he's staying at home because his mom's not well. You know, ultimately, it doesn't really fucking matter why he's not there anymore. But then you have other dicks who are saying, oh, well, I have bipolar and I don't have the same sort of issues that he has. So he's just making mountains out of molehills. I want to literally reach through my phone and smack the taste out of people's mouths for the shit that they fucking put on the internet. Yeah, you you should have a license to use a Twitter account. You should literally oh. have to upload your fucking birth cert, passport, driver's license, and fucking have a profile picture to show how stupid you are to fucking comment on some of these things that these uh, people do. I, I work on a job, e-commerce, and there's a lot of internet, a job, a company that revolves around the internet. I've often said people should need a license to use the internet like you have to drive a car because it's ludicrous. Mm-hmm. Some of the stuff that's on the, I, I, and I'm, I'm learning to um, not get involved in any discussions or, or arguments on Facebook or anything because I don't give two shits what some stranger says now. Like you go through the journal.ie on Facebook, oh, read the comment section. Don't. People getting in spats with themselves. And I always just laugh, go, I mean, it's funny just watching strangers argue amongst each other. You're not going to change someone's opinion on the internet. There's no yeah. point to even try. No, it's funny as, watching as, people try. As bad as you know, we like to think that other countries might be in terms of their uh, political arguments. You know, it's easy for us outsiders to look at, say, you know, the whole Trump thing in America and point and laugh. But then you look closer to home, and like you said, the journal and the journal.ie and the comment section on any of their articles that relate to any sort of current affairs, you see the absolute depravity that's in our society, and you Ooh. think, how can I know these people? How can these people live in the same country that I live in? And that's, you know, anyone can have a difference of, of opinion to me. I respect that. I can disagree uh, respectfully with with anyone. But when you see some of the shit that comes out and you think, I know, I, I, you should not be allowed anywhere near the internet. I must look up to the, the journal that I'm not aware of this depravity. Follow them know. on Facebook and their comment section is popcorn. Central. Oh, Facebook. Okay. That not sense. even that's the website. Even check their website. Their comment section on their website is ridiculous as well. Nice. You can get deep, deep into a rabbit hole on the Facebook one, though. I mean, I've often find yeah. myself going, oh, Jesus, this is really... And then next thing you know, it's been 10 minutes. Nice. Yeah. It, it, is, it is Rory, but that's the point. Yeah. And they're everywhere. Like, if you even look at, say, the Irish Times, the Examiner, the Independent... Oh, any of those news, news. And you can... Yeah. Like you, I would put the Irish Times as being kind of the pinnacle of neutral reporting in Ireland. You know, you, you could look at other news outlets and say, okay, they might have uh, a more right-wing view or a left-wing view, depending on what the article might be. I would put, consider the Irish Times to be kind of right down the line in terms of their neutrality of reporting. 
depending that they might have opinion pieces or they might have puff pieces for certain things but if you just see the reaction of some people that just clearly don't either want to or have the capability to understand certain things and sharing opinions and anyone can have an opinion but when you're just making unfounded unscrupulous opinions on the most basic of things it's so frustrating and you know you don't let it go on challenges or he says it's so hard to make a coherent argument with these people because they'll just turn around and say do your own research man it's like oh god the coronavirus 5g sky aids is real oh the damn those 5g bats they ruined <sighs> 2020 yeah but speaking of people needing a license to get on the internet the box the box this weekend the thunderdome screen bants well this isn't bants at all actually um, I thought there'd be funny ones, but the only ones I saw this week was, once again, a dude in a KKK hood, uh, complete with a Nazi salute, the Zig Heil. Well, that's just this, uh, this normal is, fans, isn't it? This has just gone beyond. Like, how the fuck has this been allowed to happen? How are they not vetting it? Like, oh, it's ridiculous. You need to and be able to charge someone... them a tenner or something and then refund them the tenner at the end of the, I'd, the show. I'd go more. I'd go, like, you have to buy your ticket by giving your credit card details. And if you have an issue at all, then you're getting fined $100. Make it I big like enough that. that it justifies, you know. And obviously, if nothing goes down, you get your money back. You know, or whatever. It's a freeze placed on your account, and they can charge you if you fuck up. Yeah, it's a pre... Like, not to go too technical, but it's a pre-auth on the account. Yeah. So, for example, if you're doing an order online, or if you're pre-ordering a game, or, you know, any sort of kind of instance where you're purchasing something online... Uh, an e-com site can you know either take a full amount or they can kind of leave an open transaction on your account that they can either go in then and take an amount if required or they can cancel it and you know nothing gets taken it's very easy to do and uh, it would it would stop this sort of thing and it would kind of reduce the threat of it happening because they're not able to and nor should they be expected to monitor every single stream coming through because that's just not possible well now that you say that I mean is it just me or does not no one else think that Kevin Dunn? You, have you guys seen The Dark Knight? Obviously, you have, right? Yes. Yeah. But we, you know, at the we end, we're all, as our favorite movie of all time, well, I believe. Well, there you go. You've definitely seen it. <laughs> oh, stupid question. Be you know sure episode end, one. <laughs> yeah. You know where the um, at the end where um, Morgan Freeman as um, Lucius Fox monitoring everyone with the screens at the end. Mm -hmm. Is it? Is it it's not just me? That, does no one else see Kevin Dunn sitting there with every monitor <laughs> from yeah. the Thunderdome there with everyone's face on it, and he should be like C six. Cancel. You know, as soon as you see yeah. something wrong, that's the way I would do it. Deliverance but, hey, has a good one. Require a network login and ban the IP if Ooh, you fuck up. No, you but, see, they don't want to ban people for the network because they have less people on the network. <laughs> you lost 100 people every night. <laughs> yeah. And then the numbers just go down. Oh, dear. I, actually, Fitz, Fitz mentioned the pre-authorizations on cards. I think there should be like a global information ad put out on every radio station every day to explain that to people. Imagine how many people working in jobs oh like ours. God. Imagine that's having that, 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 that's done. You never have to have that question again. Oh, man, you charged man. me. No, I didn't. We didn't charge you anything. It's a fucking oh my freeze. God. Not even going to lie, right? And I, mean, I won't go into specifics, but we had a meeting in work during the week for, you know, uh, peak planning. 
because we're coming into you know the winter season and it's my company's busy, busiest time of the year effectively Jesus, peak started three days ago you're a bit late to it <laughs> well no I, I i can tell you stories but at another time yeah but effectively we're talking with our customer service department and say okay well what can we help you with or is there common queries that are coming through that we can you know resolve and you know going through the usual list of people complaining oh we didn't get this or we we, we want that and literally the number one thing for fuck's sake can we do something about this stupid fucking pre-auth people are thick as fucking yes yes i completely understand where you're coming from and no we can't do anything about that yeah it's it it needs to be like a national campaign do you have a credit card or debit card yes do you buy stuff online yes this is a pre-authorization shut the fuck up (laughs) just Oh, but the money's been, been taken from my account. No, no, no it, it hasn't. hasn't. No, it hasn't. No. No, and, uh, hasn't. I'm just seeing on Twitter here, Sasha Banks was taken to a local medical facility. Oh, man, they should have taken oh, yeah. to her hospital. <laughs> yeah, now, I, I said to Fitz, just before the turn happened, they were selling, there was a spot in the match where Sasha went for the Meteora, I think it was, and she banged her knees off the LED boards. Um, mm. And I was like, oh, man, it went to break while they were checking on Sasha. And I text Fitz, I said, is, is Bailey going to kick Sasha's leg out of her leg on heart style? And <laughs> it wasn't quite like that. I was hoping they would do full-on Brett Owen thing there. That would have been excellent. Yeah. And let her go. I kicked his her, kicked her leg out of her leg. Would have been fantastic. <laughs> it's the little details. Uh, speaking of the Thunderdome, though, do you reckon it would be better if they had like the first two or three rows with people like they kind of had at the Performance Center and like NXT has? Yes. And yeah. then had the screens because, Definitely. yeah, for noises, first of all, but then also oh. it would be a little bit of a better visual, I think, with actual real people and then the people, the, the Thunderdome screen style thing behind them. Me I think that would look way better. Me and Fitz talked about this last night. It sounded like an aircraft carrier, carrier last night. There was this ambient noise that sounded like fans or an engine. It was so weird. Definitely think they need to bring people back in. Yeah, but uh we'll move on um we'll keep on the wwe thing and then we'll do all AEW together at the end and do predictions for tonight jesus don't get fits too excited <laughs> <laughs> i'm putting it off i'm making him want it you know <laughs> you're making me work for it man <laughs> this is us now we're on like the we're on, we're on a date and you were like getting cocktails now we're like yeah. waiting for the food we're just just spacing it all out you're standing near the taxi rank going come this way there's drinks of mine there's drinks of mine hey Hey, look 60% of the time it works every time every time there's drinks at my house and there's a few people coming over yeah definitely (laughs) you never answered my question Steve what's that the initial question I asked before we went on air oh sorry I've forgotten what's the sitch like Oh, the stitch um, just left, but yeah, yeah, defo. Okay, I uh, I'll be there in about two and a half hours. I could make inquiries. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's why I muted there. They came in again, but they're gone. So Kira's gone dropping her home. The Iron Man match result is what the the internet was upset about. Well, one of mm-hmm. the things the internet was upset about this week. Uh, I saw the spoiler, so it was no shock to me, I guess. And we kind of predicted that was going to happen on the show last week. So Ballard, it was all one all between all the lads, Ballard, Champa, Gargano and Cole. And Ballard gets a late pinfall. 
and he's kind of celebrating you know he's he's wrecked and he's getting ready to leave because he's going to win there's no way he can lose then Cole comes from behind and hits the last shot and ties it up to all which leads to a match next week um, unfortunately it is not war games but it is a regular match for the title next week oh that's um, not fight pit either no it should have been war games oh. fight pit um, but we did come up with a great match idea we'll talk about it later um, but Fitz what, what did you think of it it was it was 50-50 well it wasn't it was about 70-30 on the internet of people who hated it first people who kind of was like ah oh, it's okay we got a cool match next week Um, I kind of had this, the results spoiled on me as well unfortunately yeah. it's the, the nature of the beast when you're living in this side of the world and you have to work normal business hours you, you can't really stay up and watch these things unless it's you know something big is going to happen but the I saw that the fact that it was an inconclusive ending to it. I thought, like, how the fuck have they gone from a 60 minute Ironman match to a non-conclusive finish? So as soon as I saw that, I was like, for fuck's sake, this is just classic WWE Monday night NXT. Mm. And that really pissed me off going into watching it. The match itself was fantastic. It was you know, great. I can't fault the technical aspect of it because you got four guys who could probably wear blindfolds and put on the same sort of caliber of match. Um, I don't know if having a multi-man Iron Man match works though. The mechanics of it was a bit weird. I enjoyed the wrestling side of it, and the, you know the, the stories being told were, were great. But it was weird trying to incorporate that then into you know counting pinfalls and working it towards a clock that wasn't visible in the arena at all. Yeah. Or you know the the announcers weren't even announcing how long was left. There was weird moments like that where why are they rushing? They don't know how long is left or why aren't they rushing? They should know how long is left. There, you know, there, like the difference says in the chat there, Iron Man is meant to be a finale. It should have resulted in a definitive winner. And for that reason, I did not like the ending. Am I going to watch it next week and anticipate in a good match? Hell yeah. I think that's going yeah. to be a fantastic match. Uh, but it's, it's classic counter programming again. And if, really hurt Keith Lee with how they booked him in the counter-programming era of NXT versus AEW. Hopefully they're not going to hurt one of these two guys by doing the same again next week. Yeah, uh, I, I enjoyed the multi-man aspect of the Iron Man purely because it, it, it made the Iron Man match go a little faster and it made, you know, there was other things going on. People could go and take a break outside rather than watching a rest spot for five minutes. So that was an improvement on it, but yeah, I don't know. It was a great match, and we get a better one next week. It's just it was just very much main roster booking, though, wasn't it? It's a huge commitment, sixty minute match, mm-hmm. sixty minute on TV, whatever amount it actually was when they taped it. But so six, it was over sixty minutes, I believe, was it? Was well, no, it, it was just sixty before... minutes because uh, I was watching just well the the one hundred percent legal mm. stream I was watching on Wrestling Twenty Four was had picture in picture, so it literally was sixty minutes nonstop. So it's a huge commitment to not give a payoff. That would be my my. I argument. don't know. Yeah. I think I'd counter it and that, that, those points and say if it was a one on one and we got that finish, I'd be miffed. But oh, because God, there was yeah. four four of them, I think you know what? I think it was all right. And like you said, it leads to a thing next week, a match next week as well. And they've left you with wanting more, and we're gonna get more. I mean, did people like? Is this how everyone else feels about Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart in their match in '96 as well? Mm. I mean, they didn't leave us waiting for a week, but yeah. we didn't get it. You know, 
still went to a draw. These draws happen. I mean, I don't know. If it was one-on-one, I'd be like, yeah, no, that's not good. But because there was four of them, and there was, like you said, there was always something happening. There wasn't any of those rest periods. I don't think it was that bad. And so I'm, yeah. I, I enjoyed the story of the match. I love how Champa was the last one to get that fall, and he was kind of getting frustrated trying to get it because he knew everyone else had one. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, look, I mean, look, they tried it. They've tried it. Maybe it's not perfect, and they probably won't do it again. But look, at least they know now. Yeah, and Antox says there as well. That he says, I was wondering what this was because they mentioned on commentary, we haven't had a, an Ironman match on TV in over 10 years. And now I know why they did it. I was like, why don't you tell me what match that was? I don't want to look this up. I'm watching the match. But he tells me that it was Benoit Triple H in 2004. Oh, That's why they didn't mention what the match was. I was wondering. Stevie Richards. Yeah. Yeah, and Mar- and Michaels and Hart was decided right there and then. It was done in overtime. Yeah, That was on um, pay-per-view, though. This is a TV, and they have TV times. Yeah, I don't know. It was are they head to head next week on Wednesday? Yeah. Can I put okay. it to you oh, like no, this? Sorry, no, it's Tuesday, Wednesday again next week. Okay. Can I put cool. it to you like this? Was the match was the match good on Wednesday? It yeah. was, right? And then we're getting another match next week that's pretty much gonna be good. Balor and Cole one on one. Yep. I don't see a problem. We got two we're getting two great matches. I mean no. it was just I mean, the promise that was given that they didn't deliver. That's why people were pissed off. But sure, like Champions League promises to have, you know, or the premiership, you know, they have draws all the time. Mm. Draws happen. It's sports. Americans don't ah. like draws. They just don't like draws. Yeah. <laughs> Simple as that. They're not used to it. I don't either, but it's... Uh, ah, yeah. I'm just being a devil's advocate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, in no, terms, come- how it was booked, I'll give them credit, it was, it was booked well. So even though like, I, I'm not a fan that we didn't have a definitive winner, how they ended up getting to that tie was was very well done with Balor getting the pinfall with mm. um with like ten seconds left and getting the the last shot with Adam Cole with possibly minus point five seconds on the clock. <laughs> with a, yeah. they were they were very creative in terms of how they did that with the time. Uh, but yeah. um they they did very well. I will give them credit for that. True. And I guess um, they said they promised you a champion, but then this is the first time they've done something like this. Maybe Regal didn't think of this part of it kind of going in he just got really excited and like he was, does when he announces war games and just just announced it without thinking and then was like oh crap and now he's in a pickle and he's sorting it out next week yeah that's if it will be finished next week now that's the thing oh, we i hope, I hope next week's a draw as well just to piss people off and we we've, we've we've prepared for such an eventuality nick so we said <laughs> if it a draw next week you call the whole thing off and you start fresh right so what you do is you put the fight pit on top of the war games cage then <laughs> You put the shark cage on top of the fight pit. With Enzo on top. With Enzo yeah. Oh no, here's the thing. It has a money in the bank case in that cage. Oh my God. So it's like the WCW triple cage, but better. Now, there's 40 men in this match and they enter in intervals. The elimination occurs when you're thrown off any of the cages. And we call it War Shark Pit Money in the Bank Rumble Games. The risk is worth the reward. The risk is worth the orders. <laughs> it's the tagline of all the stupid pay-per-view taglines. Tag Clash of Champions Gold Rush. That's the new one. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm all in on War Shark Pit Money in the Bank Rumble Games. That's what we need to do here to solve this problem. And it ends in a draw because two people both hit their, their feet hit the floor after being thrown off the cage at the exact same time. Tell us the name of that match, how William Regal would announce it. Uh, oh God! I'll have to. <laughs> I wonder, can I get him saying all of those things? War games. It's <laughs> amazing if you could get a whole list of shit. Is <laughs> William Regal on cameo? 
We have until October 2nd. <laughs> just pay $400 just for him to say that whole thing, just so you have to bite. <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie, I'd, I'd chip in 100 bucks for that. I would chip in for that. Lads in the chat, would you chip in for that? Vince, Vince, we need Vince on cameo and him doing it in his mid 90s accent. You know, I can't even do it without hurting my throat. You know, like the intro videos he used to do to the early 90s pay per views. Yeah, oh my God, funny. yeah. Caesar's Palace doing him doing that shit with the full thing. Oh, oh what a maneuver. Who else can I can I get like Wonder is like Joe Rogan? Oh, he's gonna be too expensive. Mike Goldberg from UFC. Ooh. Oh my god. Great. That'd be great. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> well, look, boys, we've got our clip for Twitter. That's all I'm gonna say. Done. Perfect. 45 minutes in or so. Um, the other thing, the there was a cool opener. You don't normally see matches like this that were just fucking car crashes on NXT, but the the title change, the tag title change at the start of the show was quite cool. There was a forklift. A forklift. There was no title change. No, title change was the week before. Sorry, sorry. my whole head is messed up. It was a six man street fight. Sorry. Yes. It's because Breezango were in it. Sorry. Carry on. Controversial opinion. Really disliked this match. Really? Okay. And I, from my reviewing of podcasts and post shows, I'm in the minority of this. Mm. I don't know what way I was watching it, but it, everything just looked so slow and it looked like people were standing waiting for a lot of moves. Now I'm being hypercritical here, so I'm fully much aware of that, but oh. I hated gonna... the forklift spot with gonna... a passion. I'm storing some bullets here for AEW for these comments. Oh, please do. Please do. I, I, I will accept them because I know I'm in the minority for this match. Yeah. But like you have, I can't remember who was getting beaten down. I think it was um, Tyler Breeze was getting beaten down by like seven people on the outside. And all the while, his two tag team partners were off getting a forklift, driving it over to ringside, putting yeah. the forklift up, standing on top of it, waiting for everyone else to get in the ring just so they can dive on them. Meanwhile, Tyler Breeze is taking an absolute pounding from seven guys, not in the way he probably wants. And oh. why is that a oh. fucking thing? Why is, why is that booked that way? That makes no sense to me. My head hurts. Yeah, I love when there's completely illogical things like, you know, like let's leave our partner in a three-on-one situation. Why? Forklift. Forklift. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't know. Um, anything else jumping out at you so we can give a bit of time to the pay-per-view? Not really, because I think NXT first hour was literally just some filler stuff. And like just before I got to the, um, like the matches didn't, well, Shane Strickland got a win, didn't he? Oh, what's his name? Swerve. Scott. Swerve. Yeah. yeah. He pinned the, um, I'm all in on him winning that Cruiserweight title. Big, he, big Swerve fan. He pinned the Cruiserweight champion. champion. This is where it kind of. the second time he's pinned him. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm the one that jumps down people's throat when they do this. But if it's in a six man and they're trying to set up a match, I get why they do it. I wouldn't do it. Oh, I wouldn't. You hypocrite. No, that fits. No, you know what I mean. Pinning <laughs> the champion on the Friday before the pay-per-view to get a match on Sunday drives me up the walls. Oh, don't worry. I'm saving this bullet for a future podcast. I was like, oh, well, you said on Saturday, September 5th that I you said, were happy with the Cruiserweight <laughs> champion getting pinned on TV. And said, now you're changing your mind. Huh? I said this one made a little bit more sense, but I still wouldn't do it. So, um, <laughs> you had Candice beat Casey Catanzaro. Uh, Tim I, I liked that. Reed. Yeah, they were good matches. All of them were good matches. I, I prefer, I actually really like those two matches the Candice beating Casey and Thatcher beating Bronson Reed. I really like those matches because they were nice, short, and it got 
literally all four people in those matches looked looked quite good in them. Mm. Um, speaking of Thatcher, do you remember way back when Fitz? I think I was on the podcast when you were complaining about um, Thatcher doing all those things with Riddle and didn't suit his character and all this. Yes, it was long term booking there when he came back and started giving out about that on TV, saying that wasn't him. <laughs> Patience is you, a virtue, you, friend. You Patience say long term booking, or are you saying they've pivoted and are fixing their mistakes in the past? No, it's NXT booking, man. All makes sense. All makes Not, sense. No, no, no. Especially no, this no, week, no. Ty. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just saying. Think, I, I'm loving. Something. I'm loving Tim Thatcher right now, and his vignettes of when he's teaching people the moves backstage. And you know, I will love him eternally for actually making sense on a TV screen of the half crab, because you see so many people uh, from a non-wrestling traditional background. So I'm going to throw in. Abella, for example, or someone who crossed in from you know other forms of entertainment. Even I think the Miz from used the half crab every once in a while. But they're grabbing the leg and hooking it, but they're not actually anchoring the arm underneath the calf. And it's only when Tim Thatcher did that in his training school, I was like, now I finally understand why this move should hurt somebody. There you go. Simple shit. Yeah. You know, it, it's like Steve pointing out that Jericho made Orange Cassidy relevant on AEW two months ago. This made this move, which we've seen arguably at least once a week, every week for the last 20 years. Mm. I was like, I finally understand this move now. It, it, it was almost like when Jericho did the, the Walls of Jericho, but he puts the Lion Tamer version on it. So he puts the knee on the back of the neck. And it's like, yes, now I understand this move as opposed to me just standing here with the other person's legs between my arms and I'm standing up. There's no pressure. There's no nothing. A submission is supposed to make you grimace in pain because you feel the pain that's been implied in that move. And Tim Thatcher is just fantastic. Strap yeah. a rocket to him. I need, pro- to see, I, I need yeah. more wrestlers like that on my TV shows. I'd love to see Thatcher and Damian Priest in a beat the shit out of each other match. Like just one of those absolute... <laughs> big men war things. I mean, not big men. They're not kind of fatter big men, but just they're both huge. Tough guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's what so I well, what, you're, what you're saying is... Big meaty man slapping me. Any reason to press that button. Any, any, it's like this one. War games. I can't get enough of it. And I th- but, and I think I think Damien Priest is underrated. And I was very skeptical of him coming in from ROH. I was like, yeah, whatever, blah, blah, blah. He's not that great. But he's... I, he's, he, I like him. I think yeah, he's but, good. You've hit the nail on the head. Punishment Martinez was dog shit. Right. Priest is fucking the dog's bollocks. I, th- yeah. I think the thing with Priest, the thing that really kind of is a bit cringe is the, the, the when he does the bone arrow thing and, it, and he like goes doo, 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 with his music doo, 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 oh, and then he goes yeah, up. Yeah. It's, it's a bit like, I hear now. That's a bit cringe. It's but, very um, NXT, isn't it? Because you see Bronson right. Lee. I haven't noticed it before, but the Godzilla entrance, you know, the, the new... I think that was new this yeah. week. Or maybe it was new then. Um, so to have them walking through the thing, I was like, that's that's classic yeah. Triple H. <laughs> you know, they can get very dramatic. But I love it. <laughs> As Rian uh, said, what is infamy and why is he an archer? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, you know, he just seems like an absolute ladies man. What's he got to do with archer and infamy? I'd say they should go away from the infamy of archer crap and go no, dive further into the hanging in, hanging out with women in his NXT gear and jacuzzi style. Yeah. I'd rather that. Leather pants. The man is made right. of stone. Exactly. He can't <laughs> by conventional men. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, but in the grand scheme of things, I, I Damien Priest, he's definitely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> the top shagger, Damien Priest. <laughs> so I can hear it now. Greg Hamilton. The top shagger. <laughs> in America, they probably wouldn't even get that. Yeah, it'd be fine. Now, I know yeah. we're living in 2020, and 2020 is, in my lifetime, the most fucked up year ever. Could you have a character a la the godfather who you know lives a provocative lifestyle and comes around with uh, you know scantily dressed women i think, coming to I think this, this is as close as you'll get to that in, yeah, in modern society no fucking way this year not a chance not even this year going forward with society i think if the godfather yeah. was around now not a hope would that be allowed the um the internet would not allow it yeah know, it's, it's, ass, it's it? crying out for it you know and you could have like Hopefully we'll see it at some stage with Scarlett as well that, you know, she's the anti-woman's wrestler. You know, she's, you know, her gimmick effectively is she uses her sexuality and, you know, that's what she does in the ring. You know, there's nothing wrong with using that as a character because you're not making it okay because they're a heelish character. So by default or by definition almost, because they're a bad guy, you shouldn't like what they're doing. Yeah. Yep. Even just yeah. listen to the Godfather's <laughs> entrance monologue. Yeah. Pimpin' hoes nationwide. I mean, if you said that in 2020, good God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, there is money on the table. They're never going to do it. But a guy walking out in a red Make America Great Again cap. Oh. I'm, can you imagine? I don't think. Movie? I don't think that. Oh, what's his name? What's that um, uh, uh, UFC Colby. fighter? Colby, yeah. Yeah, he, he, Colby Covington, right? Is that his name? Yeah. That's the guy who can do it. Other than that, yeah, Rory is a bit right. WWE couldn't do it. No. Um, but I think AEW wouldn't see it's worth their hassle. Yeah, but imagine the heat. Impact, baby. Oh, They're Canadian. Have, <laughs> you're going to have people who are big Trump supporters, other people who, like, oh, excuse me, are totally offended by the whole Trump administration. It's perfect mm-hmm. for a wrestling gimmick. It's perfect. Yeah. The thing is, though, you say they're, they're never going to do offended. it. I mean, at the end of the day, wrestling's a television show. They yeah. should be offending some people. You watch any other television show of someone getting murdered yeah. or something like that, that's very offensive and mean. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't people really think wrestling's real and they take that too far sometimes going, Oh, that's really offensive. And yeah, it is, but I guess that's the point. It's yeah. a television show. And they're they're not they're not uh, averse to bringing real life into storyline. Like no. look at SmackDown for the last month. They've had Jeff Hardy's, you know, uh, issues with substance abuse. And most recently, they've brought into it Matt Riddle's issues at home. And last night, Paul Heyman called, um, what's his face? Corey Graves, Carmella's latest boyfriend. Yeah. What did he call Corey Graves? Uh, Carmella's latest boyfriend. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we assume he was talking about Corey Graves. He could have been talking about Michael Cole. We, we don't know. The other thing that kind of got me is, and that's just this, this is not just a WWE thing. Remember back when the hangman drinking thing started, people got really offended because he was drinking oh. and stuff. Again, it's a television show. He's playing a character. character. People take reality and they want to, WWE is fake when people want it to be fake. And it's uh, not I'm WWE wrestling. Oh. Sorry. Wrestling's fake when people want it to be fake, and it's real when people want it to be real. When they want to, you know. Mm-hmm. No, I. It's a te- yeah. Sorry. I um, have uh, my channels are set up. You know that um, I get American TV channels. I don't know if you're aware of that, but um, yeah, I, it's totally legal, and I pay for it every month. It's totally, totally legal. So when you're tuning into USA Network at seven fifty-five Eastern, 
they have like NCIS or one of those shows on it. And the amount of times I've seen a severed head or a gunshot wound or a knife sticking out of a bad guy at the end of that mm-hmm. episode. And then it comes in, then it plays the intro music and then it's all happy, happy, WWE, happy, happy. It's the, mm-hmm. it's the strangest thing. It's just the weird dichotomy. If you like that TV show, I don't know. It's one of the cop shows. I don't know which one it is. Yeah. You, you watch back-to-back episodes and then you're like, oh, great, wrestling is on. I watch wrestling. I'll watch that too. What a weird night you've had. You know, where there's like, oh, anything goes, uh, they're going to have horrible characters who you're supposed to hate, and then you move on to WWE and it's all sanitized fucking wrestling where nobody's allowed to curse. Mm-hmm. It's such a strange couple of hours of TV there. It's what I'll never really understand, right? And WWE have been positioning themselves as a PG product for, what, 15 years now? Seen I whatever seen this. Yeah, but yet they're their product is aired at kind of a prime time, almost post watershed time slot. Yeah. You know, it, it, those two don't really interact very well together. Yeah. You know, and especially I'm when the, the biggest, the biggest fan base is, as borne out by the demographics in the newly revolutionized fascination with demographics is that WWE is a very aging audience. So mm. you should be playing to that audience. You shouldn't be hamming up the fact that you're a PG wait, product. Wait, you should be TV 14. You're telling me they're not winning the key demo? They ain't winning that key demo, son. I really enjoyed Alvarez's tweet this week, you know, where he said, um, it's abundantly clear that it'd be best for everyone if they're on different days, which mm-hmm. it obviously will. But then loads of people are commenting, going, oh, wait, so now the demos don't matter? <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, oh, that was so good. Fucking I reckon, hilarious. I reckon NXT is going to go to Tuesday night soon. It looks like, yeah. And I, I, yeah. I really hope they do. Because I've been saying it for months. That I need them on different days. It, there's, you're just cutting your... There's, and it's clear now. We, we estimated 250,000 people. Yeah. And it's, it, it, it's exactly what it is now. It's 250,000 people have been... Or 200,000, I should say, have been added to each show. Because they're the people think, that, watch, that float each week. They don't really stick on one show. And we'll go back to what I think, Fitz, you said this last week, is NXT moving to the live two hours at the same time is to prevent AEW yeah. getting viewers. But at the end of the day, are they really not getting that many viewers from it and countering it that much? And at the end of the day, is it AEW not just showing them up every Wednesday night now? Definitely. I mean, and- is it kind of like, is it worth it now at the end of the day? So I think we- they should move. Oh, definitely. Uh, sorry to jump across you, but we no, now no, know that they, they're not going to hit a million. Right. It'd be rare if they did. And they're never going to touch as bad as the raw ratings yeah. are. They're not a threat to raw ratings. Now, that, it could mean that they grow, so that might still be a concern, but the experiment is over. AEW are not going to hurt them. So I think move. I know it's, they don't want to leave with their tail between their legs because they're the number one brand. You know, So it's a tough one for them, but it, it also it's helps for everyone. It helps them as well because you know, they've, they've shot themselves in the foot a few times this year with uh, counter-programming. You know, while it's been exciting, it's been good to see at that time it's hurt them long run because they haven't been able to have coherent long-term booking and storytelling, a la the Keith Lee, Great American Rush, right. part one, part two fiasco. They see AW doing something and they have to rush to counter it and it's not continuing the story they had exactly. originally planned. I don't know what that, you're talking about, guys. They've been talking about Super Tuesday part one and two for months. Okay? <laughs> come up with this on the fly. I love, oh, at the very end, Super Tuesday, night two. two. What? Yeah. <laughs> like the, the, the only people who come out worse from that is nxt despite them trying to turn it into a positive 
AEW don't have that level of pettiness attached to them for whatever reason, whether good, bad, correct, or incorrect. Uh, and they, they have a bit. No, no, what I mean, but in terms of the direct competition, in terms of oh, uh, right. counter programming, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, no, yeah. no one's pointing the finger at they AEW. They stick to their being, guns and they'll take, they'll, they'll take a radiance hit regardless, but they won't like change on a whim to counter. But yeah, yeah I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. And like ultimately, I think USA are going to step in here and say, "Look at, yeah, by having NXT on Tuesday, we're having two hundred thousand people more watch the product, and that's ad sales revenue that we can generate." And you're more doing, so than on, you're doing a comparable demo as well. I looked that up; they're doing point three one, and NXT yeah. in the ratings have beaten NXT or AEW two weeks in a row up until this week by being on separate days. So it's a win-win for everyone. I don't it's know a win-win for wrestling fans. It's a win-win for the networks. It's a win-win for everyone except Alvarez, which I'm really okay with. <laughs> <laughs> what of the Thursday tweet, though, Nick? What of the Thursday tweet? Well, the sorry, Brian. You're going to have to rile up the internet another way. <laughs> and what's Jericho going to do with the demo god thing? I bet you Jericho oh. would do something hilarious to get rid of it, though, which I will yeah. would give him props for because he's really good at that kind of stuff. Alvarez tweeted out NXT's ratings. Apparently, there was a replay on Sci-Fi this week, and they did like 150,000 people, and he tweeted that out like that was a rating. You're like, dude, when you just be less naked about it, we get it. You're friends with the boys. I love how he's got a vendetta against yeah. WWE and NXT. Like, I just, just, just. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's it's more entertaining now, and in, in, you know, and just like petty for him. But sure, look, whatever floats us boat. If we have yeah, Alvarez, yeah. Uh, if we had that kind of reputation, I would be doing that too. So I'm being a bit of a hypocrite. I would be on Twitter every five minutes complaining about the other show for the laugh, because I like the misery in the world. I can't help it. I seek out the shit shows. It's a fault of mine. And in one way, it, it's harmless. Like, hmm. it's not like he's calling someone a specific name or being like a real douche or something about it it is harmless in the grand scheme of things but after a while it's like it's because him and Meltzer go on and bitch about WWE about literally every little bit yeah. that it's not funny if 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 they kind of did less and then did this I'd kind of give them more props but they're just what's the word they've just they go on and on now they're a cry what's the word the phrase uh, words but they're just what well, I should be my biggest problem with uh, with these two boys is okay. they they do come out with a, a fair degree of good quality journalism or they, they make some good points, but almost everything good that they do or, or say gets completely whitewashed with the absolute shite that they come out with. That's tremendous. Oh, I have to remember that the numbers do things. Sorry. <laughs> I don't that was perfectly that. timing, though. <laughs> um. There was something I, I meant to try take a screenshot of during the week is how NXT has been booked since it's gone into head-to-head competition with AEW in terms of the gimmick matches they've produced, the number of title matches they've had, and the number of title matches they've had on TV um, versus the previous year when there wasn't any direct competition. Um Antox says there, there's been three cage matches on NXT this year alone, whereas I think there was might have been one in the previous three years alone on NXT prior to that. Uh-huh. So the the point of that uh, angle or the research to it was that a NXT have kind of done a lot of reactionary booking to how this is going, 
and it's ultimately it's going to be hard to keep that sort of booking up because you you can't have gimmick matches every week you can't have title matches every week you're going to burn out the crowd and there's a lot of burnout already with NXT I think I feel burnt out a lot watching NXT because you you see the same old matchups you see Gargano Champa and Jesus if I see one more match involving the two of them I think I'll just cry um, but Antox actually shared it there so I'm just going to open it up here yeah I'm taking a peek here too Oh, so man. what I'm thinking with that fits is there's a couple of things I have on that. First of all, I think with NXT is NXT wasn't very good every week before they moved no. to USA. So let's just kind of make that. Clear. It's not like they were like their takeovers were good and they definitely advanced storylines. But in the grand scheme of things, there were some absolute dud episodes. Mm-hmm. The other thing is they're on two hours now. So they've yep. got a lot more time to fill. So they've got a lot more gimmick matches, hence probably more cage matches, more title matches. Antox pointed out there's a lot more title matches as well. So there's a lot more um, time to fill. And, um, and, so, and so add those to the reactionary booking. That, so it's kind of all that combined. So I do miss the old NXT days. NXT was an hour. You just go watch it, and it was grand. Now I do feel it is definitely um, not as good. Yeah, yeah, and you're losing out on the developmental side of it a lot at late. Definitely. I, even Definitely. when the shows were like the hour shows were a bit eh. At least you got to see new guys, you know, on their learning their trade. It was kind of cool. It was like a unique insight that you don't normally see. So that was mm-hmm. kind of cool. But I really think we have to move on here because time. Yeah. Um we never played this. Where is it now? Oh, of course it's gone when I'm looking for it. Typical. We're in a ratings war, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> what? And I hope to soon retire it now that they're moving days. <laughs> um, so this week, AEW, they nearly hit the million. I thought they might. I thought they had a good shot, seeing as it was a go-home show and there was no competition uh, wrestling-wise. But um, AEW 928, NXT 849. They're huge numbers compared to where they used to be. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine? If, oh, yeah. that's And that's when they split the, the days, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, AEW was Wednesday, NXT was Tuesday. AEW would definitely be hitting a million weekly if there was on sep- if they were on separate shows and uh, get momentum. Consistent. Definitely, yeah, yeah, exactly. If you think about it, they're they're running unopposed next week, post pay per view, which they've traditionally they've always done extremely well post pay per view on Dynamite. I think. I would, sh- yeah, I'd lo- I'd love to Is see NXT it. on Tuesday again. Mm-hmm. It's Super Tuesday number two. Yeah, they've been building this show for years. Like, yeah, know? how could you forget such a fact? Wade Barrett staying around. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, Vic Joseph, I can't stand him. Ah, uh, he's not that bad. He's a really he, nice guy. He's I Michael think. Cole Light. <laughs> oh man, they're all Jesus. The same. <laughs> That's really mean, Fitz. Like, uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that he's a bad person. I'm just saying, if you wanted to go out there and find the most bland voice you could find, you'll probably find Vic Joseph. Tom Phillips, dude. They're the same. No. Give me Tom, Tom Phillips, Phillips over the Manny Data Week. Tom Phillips is an absolute hero. I hate them all. I hate you. <laughs> they have no emotion. <laughs> Do you like Beth Phoenix? Um, uh, I'm not a fan of Beth Phoenix either, mate. I, I, I'm just in general commentary. WWE commentary annoys the fuck out of me. Yeah. Oh, it's so Samoa, overproduced. Yeah. It's terrible. Samoa, Samoa Joe is probably the only thing, and Wade Barrett is the only two mm. good things on commentary these days. Even when AEW commentary is an utter shit show, like it can be with JR sometimes, it's always yeah, better. Yeah, but it's funny. Always. You yeah. know what I mean? Always better. 
Um, we'll do our score at the end of covering AEW and then we'll do predictions, I suppose. I kind of jumped the gun a little bit here, but seeing as we're on ratings talk, fuck it. We got that bit out of the way. We'll do our score after we cover AEW this week, which I thought was a steaming pile of shite. Discuss. Oh no, I want you to elaborate, please. I w- oh yeah, go on. <laughs> well, me and Gordo were talking about it. But, uh, I mean, obviously, I, I, I've been very strong. I just didn't think it was a very good show this week compared to previous weeks i thought last week was poor as well as we discussed but uh my main topic was and i know i'm talking to two guys who are hyped af about tonight but is there any hype generally for all out going into this bar the tag match compared to previous pay-per-views uh yeah i think the um mjf title match is big it's his first big match and he's gonna get his first potentially his first you know pin loss i think I w- you know what? I think there's a lot of thinking that it's a predictable match. I don't think so. I think MJF's going to walk out. Really? Yeah, I've, I've, I've changed my, uh, my mind on that. I've been like, oh, yeah, it's going to be predictable. It's going to be predictable. I don't know. I'm kind of convinced a, uh, MJF's going to win. I think they're going to give it to him. Oh, Fuck okay. it. And do you know what? That would get people talking. Yeah, um, but just other things. I was um, just the, the Battle Royale segment was really bad. Eddie uh, Kingston was class, though. He was, but he's always class. He's Eddie King. It's true. It's true. It's true. Um, I just thought yeah, there was I, week, which I, I really hated did. the Battle Royale segment. I 100% agree yeah. with you there. It That was very WWE-esque, you know, the week before the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Oh, my God. If, if this happens on Sunday, that person will be eliminated. Mamma mia. All the managers were talking as well. Like no one kind of did their own speaking for themselves. Yeah, I think in general that was maybe that soured me more on, on the show than anything else. Um, it was just a mess. Um, she had Vicky Guerrero coming out going, "Excuse me, oh, excuse God. me." Nyla's in the good thing Lord. as well. What could I was thinking? What could have made that worse? And then Vicky Guerrero. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, one thing I was saying to Nick before, oh God, don't don't share that, Rian, you dirty bollocks. Um, <laughs> you keep your filth in your folder for yourself. Don't share it on this this pristine. Dis- Put it on your own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the I was listening to the Tony Khan pre All Out media conference call. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't. It was just a media call, and he effectively said that. 48 weeks out of the year, Dynamite's going to be a 100% wrestling-focused and orientated show. But the four weeks leading up to a pay-per-view, because they're doing quarterly pay-per-views, unlike the WWE who do them almost every single week at this stage, the, they will have a dedicated hour or so, uh, an extended period of time of the Dynamite before the pay-per-view will be dedicated purely to promoting the show promoting the angles, getting people invested and interested in the show. So from that point of view, it kind of helped me understand Dynamite a little bit better this week, why they did certain things. The Battle Royal segment, like it cut to break with them brawling. Why not just end it there and come back fresh with something new? That, that was just really weird to me. Yeah, they came back from break and then they were still brawling and then they cut to a video package for the eight-man match. And, they were gone. and, then, and then they were gone. It was so weird. <laughs> it was so now to be fair, that was the one thing I liked about it because it was so pro wrestling. It was like ad break, go, uh, end this brawl quickly. You know, it was it was kind of funny, but it would have been more I, funny if they all just kind of left individually, <laughs> just, yeah, just with no brawl. And they just kind of went back, they just walked away in all different directions. Saturday. 
the two entrances where yeah. the everyone drives with the trucks and stuff with you know for the uh, surprise entrance they do yeah. for Daly's place mm. now and they all the different directions that they all just walked away it would have been hilarious they're all pointing at each other yeah we'll see yeah yeah, yeah as if i'm gonna get you oh i'm coming for you bro kind of thing yeah, that'd be so funny or or pull apart brawls but in 21 different directions around the arena <laughs> <laughs> like referees going oh just let before, me him. before we move on though eddie kingston was on jericho's podcast this week guys and it was fucking great really really good listen and it's only like an hour and 20 minutes or something but it's really good insight to just eddie kingston's mind and how what kind of a fan he is and kind of how he puts that into his um work today because i'm a huge eddie kingston fan but he's class definitely recommend it and yeah. apparently he was saying that uh, mm. the wwe tried to sign him before he signed with AEW. Yeah, he got a call after he did the match with Cody to come in and be a coach or something. But no, originally the call was to be a coach. And then they were like, no, actually, we want you for something more, I think was the phrase he used. And, then and he like, said he didn't want to go because he um, had some, uh, he didn't want to be angry or uh, he didn't think he earned it as well, he said. And he didn't want to be aggravated as a coach to some stars who are there because, um, uh, you know, he just didn't want to be a dick to people and didn't want that to come across, so we turned them down. It's kind of noble. Quite noble when you think about it. Yeah, sorry. True. No, sorry. no, no, sorry. I tried to, Sorry, I was speaking over you. Um, he also couldn't be Eddie Kingston on WWE TV. Yeah, yeah. definitely. That's 100% yeah. the biggest thing. Um, and Eddie Kingston as Eddie Kingston them. is last. He needs to be cursing blind and calling people out, you know, street talk and all that sort of stuff. You, that just wouldn't translate on WWE TV. No. He uh, even said when he was on Impact, he still didn't feel 100% comfortable. But now in AEW, he feels really comfortable just being himself. He says he's himself as a 17-year-old turned up to 11, which nice. I think is a really cool, funny way of saying it. Like, not now. It's Eddie Kingston at 17, which you could imagine Eddie Kingston at 17 being a prick walking around the streets. Yeah. <laughs> you had a good phrase earlier, the, the phone goes down. For me, it's the controller goes down. I usually have a game on while I have wrestling on, um, especially for shows like Go Homes where you know there's yeah. not going to be matches or anything you need to pay attention to. You can just kind of have it on in the background. Anytime Eddie Kingston or Ricky Starks come on TV, yeah, like, pause. <laughs> you know, like, Ricky Starks this. is he's the future. Uh, I, I'm all in, all in of the Stark baby. Oh god, yeah, god, yeah. Um, Fitz, do you remember the time in OTT when uh, I went to? He said he'd give me his glasses, and he went in and he didn't give them to me in before as his entrance when he came in with Aaron Solo. Probably don't. I remember it. No. Oh shit! It was uh, February 2017 or 2018. Himself and Aaron Solo, Bailey's boyfriend, they yeah. did a um, tour around Europe, and they came to OTT three or four times, and they were class. They were the nicest lads as well. So they got um, so abuse. They brilliant. did. What was it? Man, Aaron Solo got um. You're just a shit. Someone, someone chant. Oh, it's a shit. Roman Reigns. Yes. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, really? like, I, I miss OTT so much for just the crack you used to have with the imports and like everyone was in on the joke so it wasn't a right. case where you were being mean or anything like, no. even if even if they weren't sure they'd like go over to the other it's like what the fuck are these guys shouting at me they're like ah, just go with it but you look at Dan Barry for yeah. example like the most over wrestler in the country no yeah. one had a fucking clue who he was or why he was there <laughs> until the he got was... in the ring with fucking be cool and took the piss out of him saying that he was the Marty Gennetti. And immediately the entire Tivoli just fell in love with him and he could do no wrong since then. He was going to retire, but he didn't because of the OTT crowd is my yeah. like, yeah. And like he had a whole career and he came back and everything. It was, what? Like, yeah. And he now has his love for Ireland in general, like as yeah. a country, which sure, is, he was, he was on the plane 
ready to yeah. come in for Strapomania. Yeah, the podcast was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was a class. I what can't a wait to see him back. It's a Dan chance, you know, Dan. And then the Cena one. But I mean, like you said, going back to the imports and the crack we had with them, like, you know, we wouldn't have had that without, no, you know, so amazing. Great stuff. The Moxley and Sterling, Mark Sterling match. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't have put it in the main event. I got what they were trying to do. I think I, they wanted to leave the show off with MJF blood yeah, vests. That's yeah. what they wanted to leave, leave you with as it went. So that's, yeah, but I get what you mean. Completely understand. Like, the only way I would have made this a little bit better, and I, I, I'm with Nikki, I, I enjoyed it because the, the destination was better than the journey. Because like you said, it, it, the visual going off the air was MJF holding the title with a bloody Moxley below him. That was a perfect visual. That's how you book the end of the show. How yeah. you get there could have been done differently, of course. But I would have done this as a running theme throughout the entire show, where you almost open the show with the, the lawyer being, you know, a, a scary shit backstage. And, you know, the whole throughout the show, he might go missing or, you know, you can really build it up and then have the, the blow off match, which is obviously a two minute squash job kind of a scenario. Um, but no, the, the visual going off here was fantastic. And can I, can I ask a question though? The whole idea of Moxley asking for the match with the lawyer, was it his idea and his plan, the lawyer would run away and not do the match or something? So he uh, I think he to, just wanted to have a bit of fun. Just to, just to just throw out a little bit of violence as he likes to do. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, he had a he added something to the contract. Do you think he would have added something like a little more against MJF or something that would benefit him a bit more mm. than a match against his lawyer? Like, who gives a fuck about the lawyer? It's probably no. one aspect of Moxie's character that they haven't really kind of portrayed well enough is the fact that he's just a fucking mad bastard and that he wants yeah. to fight and that he doesn't give a fuck show more of that segments. Exactly. Completely agree. Because at the minute, you're almost booking him like wacky Dean, you know, from the oh, WWE. Yeah. Whereas you want to see de- <laughs> you want to see deathmatch Moxley from his fucking CCW days. I'd like to see him in uh, MMA gyms, dimly lit MMA gyms, beating the shit out of trainees or yeah. wailing on the fucking body bags and stuff like that. But I do want to throw one thing in, and I never thought of it, but I heard someone talking about it on Fightful, I think, this week. The story of the match is that the paradigm shift is banned. Yeah. I know where you're going with this. Yeah. So no, I promise you, this is a minor pick. I didn't even think of it. I'm just bringing it up to see what you think. And I'm not mm-hmm. being a dick. Trust me, it's somebody else's point. Um, the story is that MJF wanted that move banned. And that was his way to, you know, he's got a shot now because the paradigm shift is banned. John Moxley won his last two pay-per-view defenses via a stoppage and a submission. He hasn't used the paradigm shift. Yep. So what's going on there? There's a weird... But also, it's wrestling. Can't he just learn another finisher? Yeah, and I guess... But the thing is, that is it just that MJF hasn't... Is the story going to be MJF hasn't done his studies on on Moxley? There you go. Yeah, Antox says he doesn't watch him. So he doesn't realize that he thinks he's got one over on Moxley. But in fact, Moxley has won his last two matches via submission. That actually plays into MJF's character of being, I'm a smug prick and I'm not going to do my research. I've got this in the bag kind of thing. That is his kind of like overconfident attitude. And then he realizes he's actually kind of fucked up. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt on that one then. It just seems let's like, to be honest, honest, but I never thought of it. Let's see how it plays out. That's yeah, what I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I Antox agree. makes another good point there. 
MJF thinks that Moxley thinks like his idol, Sandman or Nita Nujak, the kind of drunken brawl type fellows, you know, whilst MJF's off here watching Buddy Rogers fucking in 90 minute matches against. Yes. Whoever, he actually like. did make that point. Was it last week? Yeah. He did touch on that. Yeah. 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 yeah the contract signing. That's exactly what he said. He's like, to be honest, uh, Moxley is this, you know, street fighter. Whereas, you know, he's a, a technical submission machine almost. So I think you hit the nail on the head there with that point. And to be honest, the other thing I'm gonna thing uh, I'm gonna say is um, I'm gonna wait till the match plays out because maybe there's another part part of the story where it will kind of make more sense once we've seen the match and how they've yeah. wrestled it. You know, it might make more sense that we're kind of going, oh, it doesn't sound weird now. But then we watch the match, we'll be like, oh yeah, that actually the way they did that yeah. actually does make sense now. And I'm not even seen it. Filling yeah. in a plot hole that may not have been there. Right. That we're not thinking about. So maybe they're actually smarter than us, and that's why they do their jobs. And <laughs> Did we just talk angle, about it. It's like people who've watched wrestling for 30 years. Did a wrestling angle finally surprise us? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> Bad segue. A wrestling angle that surprises Drew McIntyre winning with a fucking back roll. Yeah. Fuck yeah. that. You'll never see it coming. Oh, don't even start. Never. But uh, no, like the, the, the other thing, sorry to interrupt you, that um, Tony Khan was saying is that he effectively said, and literally said actually, that he thinks people are going to be surprised with how good the wrestling is going to be on this show. That it's going to be a very wrestling heavy show. Uh, specifically the main event. This, you know, they're positioning this like Moxie's going to kill MJF. This should be MJF's really coming out party in terms of people seeing his actual wrestling ability on the stage because everyone knows MGF can talk. He's famous for being a great character, a great speaker. But I think Moxie is going to really put on a show for him and really get over how good MGF is between the ropes. Yeah, the job here for Moxley is to get MGF over. Yeah. Like, not that he yeah. isn't over, but ram home the point. Because I think MGF and Jungle Boy did themselves a great service at the last pay-per-view. Oh, yeah, that was um, match of the night for me. Definitely. And there was no hype really around. Not not no hype, but there wasn't the build of a main. No one expected it. Yeah. And they had a cracker of a match. And I listened to Tony Khan on the on Zack Ryder's podcast, the Major Wrestling Figures podcast. And he was talking about this and that people talk about Maxwell as like, you know, this great talker and a great character, but he says he's a great wrestler. You know, he was trained by Kurt Hawkins. Brian Myers, yeah. So yeah. I'm sorry, I, I, I'm at that stage where they still have the WDB names in my head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's going to take a while. Uh, the other thing is, as well, is Moxley's m- matches are very samey, samey. Oh, yeah, it runs them out, runs around the ringside area, crash, crash, DDT, paradigm shifting through something. It's a bit like, it's, yeah. they're a bit of it, like, they're grand. They're not bad matches, but it's very like, ah, yeah, same old formula again. You know, same with Jake Hager match, the empty arena one. Oh, don't or, start with Yeah, Jake there's Hager. that one. Then there was the one against Brody Lee, and it was just like, we get but it. again, well, he was he was typecast to a degree because if you think about the last three big matches he's had, were Hager, um, Lance Archer. No, he didn't have Lance Archer. He had that Hager, um, yeah, Brody Lee, Brody Lee, and Brian Cage. So Brian three Cage, yeah. big guys. That to be fair, no matter who you are, if you're having a match with a big guy, there's only certain type of matches that you can play out. Uh, so with, that's now also that, true, I guess. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Now that and, he is MJF, who's a, a different type of fighter, you're probably going to see a match that Moxley would have had in New Japan, for example, where he's had fantastic matches in the New Japan Cup, or it wasn't the New Japan Cup; it was um, the G1. So he had great wrestling matches over in Japan because he was working with people who could wrestle. He was working with normal-sized lads who could move. 
MJF, that's his challenge for this weekend is to show off how good of a wrestler he is. And I think Moxley's, like you said, is going to put him over massively. And uh, they're done about the matches he had. We've left out because Antox, once again, with the stats, the Darby Allen match, which I compared to Undertaker, Jeff Hardy on Raw all those years yeah, ago. Savage good. stuff. Yeah, so, it was really good stuff. It wasn't that good, but it was good. I, oh, yeah. yeah, but it was just so good. Rian brings up another one. Um, does he get desperate and hit the paradigm shift? No, nah, Moxley's got way more in his uh, arsenal. MJF hit the paradigm shift. He mentioned. I would him. like that. And it'd be a real smuggy prick MJF it, thing to do. If MJF is to win, he should win with the paradigm shift. Yeah, that'd be great. Lads, you've done more than AEW to hype me for this match. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> so I'm in, I'm in the main event now. Because I love him. I love MJF. Um, I just wasn't feeling it. But um, we need to move on because time is ticking. Thunder Rosa, uh, Serena Deeb, sign both of them. Chefs. Yeah, Chef. what a match. And Steve, Steve, I need to issue an unreserved apology to you, your family, the county of Mayo, and to, and, and to all the people of your immediate circle that I have wronged by not appreciating Tonderosa until now. She is money. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Um, she, myself and Gordo have been talking her up ever since we saw her in NWA. Um, mm-hmm. She used to be in Lucha Underground as well. Um, she's absolutely phenomenal. The character, yeah. work, everything. But Serena Deeb does. Do you know the other thing? People are not talking enough. Serena Deeb was the dance partner there. She was fantastic. It's noticeable. And some people were were criticizing. I think it might have come from the fightful aspect of it as well. I think they had your man from WrestleTalk on it. Um, Oh, yeah. Oh, I can't think of his name. But he he was effectively saying that, you know, he expected Thunder Rosa to come on and have a match on Dynamite to promote the fact that she's a contender by squashing someone. And I can understand that to a degree. But they built up, the, the commentary did a great job in this match, I think, personally, because they sold how experienced Serena D was, the fact that she was part of the Straight Edge Society. I think they even mentioned that on commentary, the fact that she has X amount of experience behind her, that she is a yoga instructor or something like that, so it promotes her fitness. And then they put over Thunder Rose, obviously she's got her MMA background. You know, this match was fantastic. You know, I genuinely could not fault this for being a wrestling match, let alone being a women's wrestling match. This stood out as possibly say it, the best women's wrestling match yeah. Dynamite has produced since its inception. 100%. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Britt Baker bloody nose match. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think this is the best women's match they've ever done. With I, two women who are not signed to the company. Yeah. Which was, I, was, I think Serena gets signed. Sign, was but. she a trainer at NXT? Yeah. She, oh, so she was let go? She was furloughed. Yeah. <gasps> am, I, am I crazy there? I thought she no, was no, furloughed. She, she was, yeah. yeah. And oh, she, was she, was in, she was in May Young 2. Antox and she, could probably confirm that for us. Yes, and he, he is the stats man, to be fair. <laughs> uh, but Thunder Rosa, like, do you yeah, do, do you, a you shock one here? You regret not watching NWA now, Fitz, huh? No, I don't regret <laughs> watching because it's a load of shite, but I regret not watching her. Oh, wait a minute. She has a fantastic interview up with uh, SRS on Fightful yes. where she kind of talks about her background and uh, the fact she came into to the wrestling scene very late. She was 27 when she started training. She's 34 now. She's only been doing it for seven years. Ooh. When you think about the fact that there are many women's wrestlers on the, the WWE platform, for example, Peyton Royce, who's been wrestling for, I think, 12 years. How? Uh, I'm not one for slating people's talents, but you know, I, I will, pr- I will promote 
talents higher. So Tonderosa is n times the quality of a wrestler that Peyton Royce is. <laughs> um, Peyton Royce is married to Sean Spears, who should be over in AEW because he wasn't in WWE. Isn't that the instant uh, thing that happens? Not over I, in WWE makes makes you over in AEW. I didn't do the Jericho podcast. That's the first step to getting over in AEW. You got to do yeah. the Oh, <laughs> right. That's the first. You have to do that to get right. I get you. I get right. you. I get you. Yeah. But do you, because NWA isn't going to be back weekly for the foreseeable future i'm really hoping it does come back in general i'm worried about it i think well, it will i think billy's is fully committed to this like he, it, there's no well, real running cost there's, he's not losing much money by the current status quo uh, and i know they're doing some kind of one-off pay-per-views with another company anyway so they're keeping the nwa name out there mm-hmm. and this cost cross promotion with AEW is fantastic anyway but do they do a title flip here and have the shock value and you know AWONWA one as well because effect well they don't really directly I suppose but if you think Cody won the NWA World's title off of um, oh English guys oh yeah. Nick Aldis at yeah. All In I know it's not the same show but effectively they allowed a title change to a non NWA talent at the time and it gave Cody a world title it did do you pay back do you now say okay Tonderosa gets the uh, AW women's title as a form of payback and we'll keep her on TV for the next two months while your show is off the air and everyone knows she's the NWA champion. We're promoting your brand while you're not able to do it. Do you want to make sense? It? Do you want to save it for predictions? Or will we, we, we can't, no, we can't do it. We can, we can say we'll, we'll run through the predictions later on, but I just think that, you know, it's something that they could look at doing and I wouldn't be surprised if they did it. How well, about this? Is there anything else to discuss about the NXT show or the AEW show this week? Will we One do sec. it? And will we move on to predictions? And we'll start with this match, seeing as we're on topic. All right. Uh, yeah. the, the Baker Swole, I suppose that it's not really a dynamite topic per se, yeah. but the fact that they were announced for the buy in show, but now have been moved to the main show because of internet pressure, mm. I think that's a little bit of bollocks. Yeah. Um, just back on the uh, NWA thing. Tony Khan was on the Unfiltered podcast with Aubrey Edwards and um, Tony Schiavone this week as a preview for the pay-per-view. And he talked a little bit about um, his work with Billy Corgan and NWA and says that they're going to continue working on some stuff together and they're all as good there. And basically it was what you said. They kind of were um, um, like just, they started a conversation. Someone someone mentioned to Tony Khan about Thunder Rosa and how she wasn't wrestling because NWA was off. And then Tony Khan was like, oh yeah, sure, I'll just call Billy Corrigan and see what the story is. And mm-hmm. then they figured some stuff out and they're going to continue working together. So I would switch it because why not? What have you got to lose? NWA quote tweeted the AEW post yesterday about ordering the pay-per-view. And they were like, oh, oh get this pay-per-view. She's winning. She's winning. She's winning. Think, yeah. Let's talk about... We'll, we'll there you go. On. J-Dog said it. Oh, and before we move to predictions, there's one thing I do want to talk about with Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Kenny Omega, give him the mic more and stop him in random wrestling matches and doing other... Just give him the mic more. He's class. Yeah, gonna- actually, while we're talking that segment, that segment was fucking class. Fucking fire. I, I'm... And I, I, I know it's not a prediction per se, but I, I suppose we'll, we'll save it for afterwards what shocks or what surprises are we expecting from yeah, yeah, I, I, because yeah. I, I, I have theories. I'm going full on conspiracy theory for tonight. Okay. Yeah, so me too. Me too. Yeah. Get the work out of the way and we'll have some fun with the predictions then. So the score uh, is currently 24, 24 between AEW and NXT. The other two boys aren't here, so they don't count. So, 
Um, I will say NXT because I preferred the show more this week. Yeah, I'm going with NXT because I did enjoy um, the Iron Man match. Uh, besides the ending, I, I actually thought it was good lead on booking kind of that keeps you there for next week. So I'm not going to complain. I preferred NXT overall because the match was class. I like that. Plus Balor's abs. Fits for the record. <sighs> I'd, pro- I'd probably tip it to, to NXT. If they had a definitive winner of that match, I would have definitely gone NXT. I didn't hate AEW. I thought it was a solid enough show. Uh, but I just thought the action in the, the Iron Man and the two singles matches were, 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 were very good. Yeah. Now, I think next week you're going to have AEW taking it back. I just have a feeling so. next week they're going to they're gonna go balls to the wall. I have a funny feeling about tonight. But we're going to get there, I suppose. So current score, NXT 25, AEW 24. No. And, uh, one more thing before we go into predictions, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. I love AEW more than WWE. I'm just saying that as a precursor. But AEW needs to stop having copycats of some of their main stars on places like Dark and BTE. Oh, you were uh, talking about this at work. Joey Janela guy on Dark. I'm like, why? Why? Why do you have someone who's a carbon copy, even shitter version of Joey Janela on Dark? It drove me bananas. And Griff Who Garrison. Uh, I don't know what his name was. Dante. Rams gear or something like that. I don't know. Uh, he, he was in a tag team with some other lad. But he's literally the spitting image. He's like Joey Janela fucking, um, what's a shit supermarket or whatever. Uh, Penny's version, Joey Janela. Like, <laughs> don't, don't trigger yeah. Penny's on Dollar yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dollar store, Joey Janela anyway. But I'm like, okay. And then the other thing is this Griff Garrison guy. I'm sure he's great, but Jungle Boy is one of your most promising younger talents who's going to grow in to be one of your most big main eventer baby faces ever like he's now jungle like, boy but soon he will be jungle man <laughs> yeah but you've already got jungle man because they've ruined it with shit version of him <laughs> Garrison. i don't know it just drives me mental and we gets a lot of shit for stuff like this and like having the same people with the first name and yeah. then you have three mats walking around on the main roster of AEW. and i mean look i'm not saying i get confused by it but i mean you've got matt tagging in matt who just hit matt on the ring matt i mean come on <laughs> i like that i mean I don't know. I just think people give WWE real a lot of shit when they change a name and some people have the same names. But when you see stuff like this, I'm like, they have a point. And uh, I, I, I don't know. Sorry, rant over. Cool, cool. Um, all out predictions then. So all out live from Daly's Place later tonight. This is going to age our podcast pretty quick. So I'm going to be creative with the title. It's just not going to say predictions. It's going to be, oh, whoa, what's this? Fitz, read it. So, uh, explain. Yes, the, the dildo enthusiast shared an article there that I had to click into to find out. But WWE Gordo, issued a statement. Hey, <laughs> WWE have issued a statement uh, addressing their decision to end third-party deals for the performance. Uh, they say, much like Disney and Warner Brothers, WWE creates, promotes, and invests in its intellectual property, i.e., the stage names of performers like the Fiend Bray Wyatt. Roman Reigns, Big E, and Braun Strowman. It is the control and exploitation of these characters that allows WWE to drive revenue, which in turn enables the company to compensate performers at the highest level in the sports entertainment industry. Notwithstanding the contractual language, it is imperative for the success of our company to protect our greatest assets and establish partnerships with third parties on a company-wide basis rather than at the individual level, which as a result will provide more value for all involved. No, that's horseshit. Idea from bad 
<laughs> Fuck off. Um, and just as much wanted- as I will keep WWE, defend them on the name thing and that other thing I was talking about two seconds ago, I completely turn around on this and say this is absolute bullshit. Uh, have you one there from Homer Simpson asking Bart to dig up? <laughs> I wish I had it. That's because that is just fits the bill perfectly for that. Oh, good lord! And the grand damn it, let's hear it! Such a load of fucking horseshit. Compensate them at the highest level. You don't give them fucking health care, and they're well, they should be paid way more than they're being paid. The part that really grinds my gears on this is establish partnerships with third parties on a company-wide basis rather than at an individual level, which will, as a result, provide more value. How? Bullshit. What value? Fitz, can, bullshit. You quote, can you quote tweet that and just say bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. That's a load of wank. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's really poor form. And not even the good kind. No. no. No, it's um, bad kind. Drive revenue. What is all this corporate doublespeak nonsense? Yeah, it's, it's nonsense stuff. Allows to drive revenue, which in turn enables the company to compensate performance at the highest levels in the sports entertainment industry. Yeah, so you're the only top player in the sports. You don't have NBA versus NHL, or um, NBA versus NFL, I should say, in terms of player contracts and, and how much money one player is getting paid in one sport versus another. AEW can't pay all of their wrestlers what most of the WWE guys are on. Do you know that like, you set the standard? That's bullshit. And you don't give mm-hmm. them any of you don't pay for their travel. You don't pay for their healthcare. You're stopping them trying to make a side hustle on their on their TV character. You're not really using their TV character. You know, AJ Styles, whatever his name is, Alan Jones is streaming. And he's gonna have to be Alan Jones now, I suppose, but but isn't it just him playing games? Or is he doing some ad revenue on that? No, it's not, it's not like he's selling, oh, I've got a match coming up with Jeff Hardy this week on SmackDown. Right, it's just no. himself being himself as a human being. He's just sitting in his basement playing video games. Right, yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, Fuck off. Like, that's probably part of his lifestyle, which he can't yeah. really do anymore now. It's kind of... It's annoying, I mean, eh? Oh, it's such a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah. Let's not get wound up by it. Let's talk about AW. Yeah, yeah, AW. Let's move on. So, uh, I didn't know this match was even happening. It's down as number 10 on the Wikipedia here. Private Party versus the Dark mm. Order, uh, which so, is Alex Reynolds and John Silver in a tag. Was, oh, John this, Silver is my MVP of the Dark Order and being the elite. He's fucking phenomenal. Every week, he cracks me up without fail. What a man. Praise the God that is John Silver. <laughs> so this was added to the buy-in after Britt Baker and Big Swole was moved to the main show. Right. Okay. I'm uh, happy with that I, I, because of John Silver being on the show. I'm not going to lie. I, I'm, I'm 100% in agreement with Nick there. I am absolutely loving the Dark Order for the last month or so. And John Silver is one of the big reasons behind it. I love, Brody, I love Brody Lee going all out, pun intended, to try break him in every segment that they do, and he breaks in every single segment. The fact that he does the little giggles fucking <laughs> yeah. kills me. It kills me. Yeah. He, he can't. He can't. He can't keep a straight face. It's hilarious. And uh, you know what? I bet you that happened once or twice, and then they were just like, "No, we're just going to leave it." Yeah. Because, <laughs> and why not? Because it's so funny. Because it doesn't really make sense, but it really makes it great for some reason. 
Uh, lads in the chat, do your predictions along with us as well. We'll we'll introduce the match. We'll talk about them briefly and throw your predictions in the chat. But there. private party will beat Silver and Reynolds because yes, they're, they're, they're there to be beat. Yeah, yeah exactly. Private party are going to win that one. Fitz. Private I, party. Um, is is anyone else cringe when they go and Justin Roberts says from a location that cannot be named or whatever? Yeah, and weighing in whatever amount of vodka or whatever. It's oh like my god, I cringe! Thing. I cringe so hard. Uh, okay, so Fitz, you're saying private party as well, yeah. Yeah, and my only hope is that they don't do too many botches. Yeah. Um, they weren't botching when they faced like the Young Bucks back in October, though. Why are they botching now? It depends oh. on who they're in the ring with. They're green. Do you know they, 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 they are green. They, they need to be controlled in matches. That's why I'm kind of worried. But I've seen enough from Silver and Reynolds to think that they're actually probably a bit more experienced and a bit more cohesive as a unit than Private Party. But Private Party need the win here. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going off the Wikipedia order, so don't shoot me. Um, so, Britt Baker, please, internet, please. This is just the order. I have it here. Please don't answer him. We won't hold it against him. you, man. In a tooth and nail match. What the fuck is a tooth and nail match? Uh, Britt Baker versus Big Swole. I'm going to say has to be. Britt Baker has to be. Has to be Britt Baker, yeah. You think Coming so? back from the injury, see, all that stuff. Like, yeah. See, this is why I wanted to talk about this, right? The it makes 100% absolute sense that this is a cinematic match firstly because it's Britt Baker's first physical involvement back within five months literally the, the bit on Dynamite this week was her first physical interaction with anyone in five months so why would you be having this match as a regular match first and foremost and why would it be on the, the main show when it's her first time in a match in five months it made absolute sense for her to be on the buy-in uh, and as a cinematic match, that was fine. But also, Tony can address this very well on his uh, media scrum. And to be fair, this could be marketing jargon. But even if it's not, it makes absolute sense. He said that you know he wants to add value to the buy-in as an encouragement for people to watch the show. We have been programmed by the WWE to completely ignore the pre-show or yep. the kickoff show or whatever they call it because nothing happens on it. So if we have a different company doing a, something different on their buy-in, pre-show, kickoff show, or whatever they're calling for, then I can, I can only applaud them that they're trying to do something different. This is on free-to-air TV. This is on YouTube. This, if, if you are giving people a reason to watch this on free-to-air TV or on YouTube, then they might genuinely watch the show. They might pay the $50 to watch the show. But if you're giving them a nothing throwaway match or an hour of fucking Sam Roberts talking shit or the other fucking gobshot, I can't even stand him, Rosenberg. <laughs> I, I'm tuning out. I'm putting the phone back up. I'm picking up the phone. I'm picking up the Xbox controller because fuck that shit. Sorry, rant. Now, would, so what you're trying to say to me, Fitz, is that this with the, the storyline they had going into it, where there's potential for more eyes on the pre-show than there will be the actual show itself. Mm-hmm. You, They've decided to throw in this private party Dark Order match, which means nothing and will have no ramifications on anything. And people think this is a good thing. Do you know, it makes no sense. I think it was I think fun it was. People get offended when something's on a pre-show. Um, it's two men. It, yeah, but Just to be men. honest, yeah. But if you're the main event of the pre-show, it's basically, that's a good thing in a sense of, we want this to promote what our main product is. Here's a hint of a freebie that we think is really good. So, you know, I think it's actually offensive that they're getting them off the pre-show. So the people who think they're doing good are actually doing a disservice here, if you ask me. I think it feeds into the fact that people have been railing on the AEW women's division for so long, and now they saw this on the pre-show, and it was the perfect storm for a Twitter shit show. But they're railing on the women's division. Do you mean people are complaining about the women's division? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. That they're not getting enough focus. And this happened. Yeah, but it's, but if this was two it's guys... Not been getting, it's, sorry. It's not been getting focused because it's been shit. Yeah. They've been right to not focus on it. That's yeah. It. Why? That's for who? Because they have a limited roster and they're the same people over and over for months. So, I don't know. Yeah. It's anyway. just the way it is. Anyway, if this was Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara, would their same Twitter energy be there? It wouldn't. Sorry. Just my opinion. I think the, um, what's it called? Uh, Thunder Rosa, need, they need Thunder Rosa. Yeah, they really do. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they, the division needs her. There's a reason there's someone from NWA in the title match. Like, think about it like that. Yeah. You know, the division's that bad because Britt Baker hasn't been back yet. She just needs to get the, uh, to get kind of that one match in. And as soon as she's dealt with Big Swole this weekend, she's moving on to, it's going to be Sheeta versus, because Sheeta's the one who broke her nose. Oh, that feud's going to be savage. There we go. Well, no, I think I think that feud is going to continue anyway between Big Swole and Britt Baker. They're they're going to need an actual blow off wrestling match. Yeah, we'll move on. Uh, Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara in a broken rules match, which apparently is last man standing. I think, or is it? Yeah, uh, uh, loser bro- leaves if Matt yeah. Hardy. So it says oh. on Wikipedia, if Hardy loses, he must leave. Yeah. AEW. So yeah, not so he's winning. Yeah. Okay, so he wins. Well, what if he actually does lose and goes back to WWE? <laughs> Even he isn't that dumb. So I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Matt Hardy here. Yeah, I, I don't like I hate those stipulations because I think it really takes a whole thing. Or unless Matt Hardy is going away for a bit. Well, yeah. which version of Matt Hardy might be leaving? Yeah. That's another good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another so good question. every month you're every three months you're gonna have Matt Hardy in a loser leaves town match, and each of us <laughs> gonna get banned from AEW. Wonderful. <laughs> I go Matt. Yeah, I'm going to say Matt Hardy because I want Sammy to win. I think Sammy should win and get that win over an established person mm. because I think that would do good for him, especially after having to be away for a bit and all that kind of stuff. And he just takes all the bumps. But I think I w- I, without the stipulation, I would say Sammy. But with it, I'm saying Matt Hardy. So once again, I'm going on Wikipedia order, so not necessarily the order that the show will be on. So Jurassic Express versus the Young Bucks tag team match. Has mm. to be the Bucks. Maybe box, yeah. They're going to build them up sideways as a team will be winning the title later. I will say something about it. I know we skipped over it, but Dynamite this week, I liked the fact that the Bucks, you know, are, are tweening a little bit and are teasing mm-hmm. possibly the little heel turn. They didn't do the pose when they came out. They didn't celebrate after the match. They left straight away. They wrestled a bit meaner, a bit stiffer. That's kind of going back to the roots. If you think when yeah. they're on the indie run, they were effectively heel characters. If you well, think when they're, yeah, and they run even back in impact days as Gen Me, they were heels then as well. So let's not talk about that anymore. No, no, no. no. <laughs> but yeah, I know what you mean. It's interesting to, to think that that could happen. We're, we're so I used mean, to them seeing or seeing them as the happy go lucky kind of guys, but it's interesting. That's all I'll say. The potential for Kenny turning heel as well. They've been teasing that, but mm-hmm. I'll say the Bucks because they're going to be building to the Bucks and another team that's going to win the title later match <laughs> but uh, i mean yeah but i i i think the bucks will win but i don't know i still don't want them to pull the trigger on that tag match but yeah go on um, rapid fire on this one because nobody cares dark order versus matt cardona scorpius guy and the natural nightmares i'm gonna say oh, the cardona is gonna get the pin i think the dark order will dark win. order yeah brody needs to keep solid oh yeah brody's in the yeah yeah sorry dark order i'd reverse i reverse cool um i'll save the battle royal for last be a bit of fun um, Shida versus Thunder Rosa. 
Oof. I, the world title. Women's you world. know what? I actually was going to say Thunder Rosa, but then I just thought of that theory I created earlier with Britt Baker. So I'm going to go with Sheeta. Because Sheeta and Britt Baker is going to go on for like three months. I just can't see them putting the title on an outsider that isn't signed. Mm-hmm. I think in AEW, do, do some crazy shit. Head says Sheeta, Hart says Thunder Rosa. Be great if Thunder Rosa did win and then went to NWA, dropped her NWA thing in the trash a la Alundra Day 95 <laughs> and then came straight back to AEW. I think it'd be fun to give Rosa a quick run with it. Get some, uh, get some eyes on the product. It would, but that would shit on Sheeta big time. Um, but depends. Yeah, depends. But I'm going to say Rosa. Do you know what? I'll throw in Rosa. See I'm going happens. with Sheeta now that I've thought about it. And I really like Sheeta. I think she's great. I think she's by far the best women's wrestler in AEW as well. So I'm all... Fitz? Fitz there? He's dead. He's muted. Why is he muted? He's talk about AEW and he goes mute. What the hell? <laughs> we'll move on without him. Um, I'll come back to the tag title match as well. Jericho, yeah. Orange, Cassidy, Mimosa, Mayhem. So this is the key. Match can be won by pinfall submission or throwing the opponent into a tank of Mimosa. So my prediction... 80... 80, not 80 tons. What was it? 80 something or other? Yeah. My prediction would be that Jericho gets the win, but he also ends up in the tank of Mimosa after the match to give Cassidy his heat back. Yeah. Yeah. I think something along those lines as well. I was trying to figure out where this would go and will they, yeah, like, will they give Orange Cassidy the win? I mean, I don't know if they can. I think that they still can't have Jericho lose the ultimate thing in a way. Yeah. Um, and Cassidy won, so we didn't have to pay him back. But I think Jericho should now beat him up as a sense of, all right, you got your win. You don't have to pay me my money back. You're like, I'm rich anyway, but here, I'm still going to beat you up. I think Jericho should win. Yeah, I think if he doesn't, I think that Jericho's still got another two years to go. Like Cassidy can lose and come back. It's not going to kill him because he lost to a big star. Whilst if Jericho starts losing to Orange Cassidy in pay-per-view, it's kind of like, yeah. is he in the decline? Is he in the decline? I don't know. Unless, unless you want to give Jim Cornette a heart attack and you book it that way. <laughs> for Jericho. Oh, that's another thing. Jericho and Eddie Kingston talk a lot about the old timer mentality and stuff. Definitely, I'm saying it's a really good listen. It's a great listen. So now you mentioned Cornette, that kind of made me think about that. So, Fitz. Yeah, I, I, it has to be Jericho. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, my, the reason the, the, the pinfall submission thing is there for a reason. I think Jericho gets the win. And as Antox says, uh, Cassidy can Superman punch him into the mimosa at the end to get his heat back. That there's a reason those stipulations are in there. So, I am um, actually sad they didn't do a serious six-man tag with Best Friends and Cassidy versus Santana, Ortiz, and Jericho. I think if they just had a big six-man kind of tag match that was just like a really good... The thing is, you were going to have a really good wrestling tag team match. So yeah, you're right. Never mind. Sorry. I'll move on to what is probably the main event, but I haven't covered the other ones yet. Uh, single match, AEW world title, Moxley versus MJF. I'm going to say Moxley. I'm going to go out on a limb and change the uh, dichotomy here and say, I'm going to say MJF's winning. Oh, boy. I'm calling that. Yeah, I'm calling it. What do you think, Fitz? I'm more torn than Natalie and Brulia right now. Lying <laughs> on the floor? Mm, it could be. That's why my camera's off. <laughs> uh, I think yeah. something needs to change. I think... Whilst Fitz gives uh, Mulls it over a little tiny bit, I'll just throw in. Mox has been a good champion, but I'm definitely open for a change of structure in the whole dynamite. Yeah. I'm definitely, definitely open for just something to change up a bit. It's a bit, 
whose mark's going to go against next, I guess. And is he just going to steam through a whole load of people? I think MJF winning would just it would make things super interesting. And he'd be such a brick. Mm. You know, the one thing we've always said about the WWE is that they never pull the trigger at the right time. You know, you look at Braun Strowman, he should have been world champion two and a half years ago. I don't know if you're going to get a better and more opportune time to capitalize on MJF than right now. So you're picking MJF? I, I, I think it could. I think, I think it's more it's interesting. Not, I think it, it, would, it would bring a lot more people in to check out Dynamite on Wednesday if MJF won. Probably. Yeah. And I think, it, I think it solidifies him being a 24-year-old world champion. Wait, that's... I've just been thinking and Antox reminded me of something, but we haven't talked about it yet. It's something happens in that tag match or after that tag match. Yeah. Okay, so you've done it wrong way. No, no, because I think this should be the main event, so I'm talking about it last. Okay, so I'm going to have to touch on that a bit to go back. Uh, I'm actually going to change and go Mox because I think something's going to happen. So I explain it now or will I wait? Yeah, go for it. Tag match for the world titles. The world titles. Kenny and Adam Page versus uh, FTR. So what I'm thinking is going to happen now is uh, FTR are going to win. Kenny's going to beat up Hangman and go full beat down on him. And then Kenny Heel is going to face Marks in the next feud. I want that to happen. Yeah, I, I think the, it's bit, not only a good idea to put it on the FTR, it has to happen. They need to, to take Kenny and Adam Page away from this tag team shit. Yeah, because the only reason they're start- together now is because they're tied with the belts. Yeah, and mm-hmm. they need to start a singles division, you know, in AEW, and that, that'd be a good way to start. <laughs> I kid, but there's too many tag matches, and I need less. If that happens, though, Kenny Omega has to turn heel. There's no way around it. Books are turning heel, and Kenny is turning heel. You can start, you're starting to see it. Do you know what? Because Hangman's going to, because he's drinking beers with those FDR boys, right? Yeah. Not so they're going to go off in a three and create their own little stable, and then the Bucks and Kenny remain as the elite on their stable. And yeah. then you've got Did you two not men. watch FTR tear the absolute heart out of Hangman's chest this week on Dynamite? It's all a ruse. It's all a yeah. ruse. I, I, I think that it, um, it, all of a sudden Hangman is not the heel. You see, he was the sympathy figure this week. Mm-hmm. I don't think mm-hmm. Hangman's been the heel. Well, it's kind of... Well, like, I mean, like last week where he cast the box, where he was the... Oh, guy. right, right, right. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Sympathy figure. So I'm thinking it is a case that Kenny turns on Hangman. Nah, J-Dog, I think hang, hang, he's saying Hangman is a lone wolf babyface. Nah, him hanging out with the FTR, because they're all from Virginia around that side of America. So I think, and they all drink beer together and have similar, when they all hang out with Tully Blanchard. It's great for him. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think we're all in agreement FTR win here, yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I take it back on the, the world title match. I'm going to go with Mox, because I think heel Kenny Omega... And Kenny Omega really needs to start turning up and start being the Kenny Omega from two years ago because I'm yeah. sick of him being underused. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. That needs to happen. Now, I need, I need to run and pee very quickly. So I'm mm-hmm. going to introduce you to, we said we'd do it last for a bit of fun, the 21-man casino battle royal. And someone else can read the names if you have the Wikipedia page open. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go bring it open and have a look through the names. Cool. Be I could say back. someone and then go, oh, no, it could be someone else. It's basically a load of lads in the tag division. Can you link the, uh, uh, can you link the Wikipedia in the chat? Oh, sorry, it's on my phone. Sorry. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, no worries. Cool. I'll be back in a sec. Sorry. Okay. Whilst he's gone, all out Wikipedia, all out 2020. All right. Let's have a look. Who we got? Who we got? 
Okay, Darby Allen, Lance Archer, Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, Pentagon, Phoenix, Butcher Blade, Eddie Kingston, Sean Spears, Billy and Austin Gunn, Jake Hager, Santana Ortiz, Chuck Taylor, Trent, and a mystery. Oof. Mm-hmm. So there's no, we don't know the mystery, so we can't tell who that is. So let's rule out. Let's do a little bit of a taking away. Uh, what's that phrase? Where you um, eliminate? Eliminate. Yeah. So Trent, Chuck Taylor, nope. Ortiz, Santana, nope. Hager, nope. Billy and Austin Gunn, nope. Eddie Kingston, potentially. Maybe. Yeah. Sean Spears, nope. Butcher Blade, nope. Uh, Brian Cage, nope. Darby Allen, nope. Lance Archer, possibly. I keep Sean Spears in there. I don't rate him. I don't see it. But yeah, he, he could potentially well, win. Well, he hasn't been booked to warrant uh, the trust just yet. But mm-hmm. I think a win here propels him into that level of okay. Because I think we can all agree that he should have won that match with Cody. Mm, yeah. And and that would have been a solidifying moment for him in AEW. He hasn't had that yet. Sure. Yeah. Um, do you know what else? It could be, let's say, uh, Mox uh, wins. I and Kenny is a champion uh, or is going in as a heel kind of building that kind of feud. Sean Spears could have a title match in between, say, tomorrow and the next pay-per-view where they have the big Kenny match with Mox. Could be like a filler mid-B show type or a main event on TV type title match to kind of have a defense in the middle of a big feud kind of thing. So, yeah, it could be. What are you thinking there, Fitz? sorry I've had a brainwave and I don't like it <laughs> not, oh. not, not, not the fact that I've had a brainwave I, I like the fact that I get brainwaves every once in a while but I don't like what I thought about tell us this, this battle royal unlike previous ones is not advertised for the buy-in show it's advertised for the main card right yeah there is a mystery spot right yeah and that's the winner what person have we not mentioned at all today so far in relation to having a match on the card? Rusev. <laughs> what, oh, what? Don't get me excited. What, what EVP have we not mentioned? Oh, big Cody dog. But he can't because he's not allowed to go for the title. What if this is his way back in? Yeah, but even if he has a championship match, he's not allowed to actually legally face for the title. So if he went in and won, it'd be null and void. Mm, I don't know. I don't. Th- that was kind of one of the other conspiracy theories I was going to throw out earlier. Is like, are we going to get the visual of a four horseman stable tonight? Antox has ruined your theory. Oh, love Antox comes in at the best of times. Show called Damn you, Antox. He's gone for Damn a you. No, I think that'd be one too predictable, and two, the internet would destroy them yeah. on the terms oh. of like you didn't you said you couldn't and then they're just doing it like less like less than a few oh, m- don't months get me later wrong. that's why i didn't like it was because it, it doesn't it doesn't make yeah. sense so I'm, I'm hopeful uh, that, that no. doesn't happen now to be fair he's going to have a world title chat in the future again but he'll have to earn oh, it somehow I think or he has to do something should, to justify it they should do it for they should leave him with no title shot for another like two years mm. yeah and it has to go on and he's gonna have to do something for mjf like i don't know get spanked or something i don't know whatever it is okay Uh, he's gonna have to hold something over mjf eventually well if mjf win the title tonight and then cody is the first challenger and you break the the league because it was mjf that did that wasn't it he lost the match because of mjf yeah yeah was that in november or yeah it was november at um full gear yeah 
So he's the one, he's the only one that could allow it. MGF, it was his stipulation, you know? So maybe that's the way you could do it. But Deliverance think- makes a good point. Brian Cage kind of was that mystery person the last time and then had a title match and then lost. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a bit underwhelming for Brian Cage because he's just yeah. that guy who walks around with Taz's old title now. Ricky yeah. Starks is the gem of that group. For I would sure. agree. I, you, you, should, you can't have a surprise win at this time. I would I love don't... if the surprise was Miro, just for the pop factor alone. Oh, it'd be so good. Um, yeah, I think, I think Rusev could be on the show tonight, Miro. That'd be fun if he, was, if he was there. And if Rusev did go on, he wouldn't win it. But let's say, who would eliminate him from that group? to uh lance archer or somebody massive they're trying to well, i think lance archer is going to win it okay right yeah or pentagon jr they're my two i can't i can't decide other between them but have we, they, we... they've rebranded pentagon haven't they they've just started calling them penta l0m now again all right i think they, they i think someone called them that on dynamite this week i could be wrong i'm sure Anton will correct me anyway what about if darby allen won it he's just had a title match and he's just lost oh he did I, I, yeah it was a title match sorry don't, yes. yeah. I wouldn't do that to him and I would start putting him in a TNT feud with someone exactly. keep him away from the world title because he's had two world title matches and lost he's obviously mm. not there yet that would, that would be the story I would play with yeah. him he can't he's not there yet he's not at that upper level that, so, and he's going to get there but logically for me I, I completely agree Darby shouldn't win because he's, he's already had a title shot and he shouldn't be in that title picture just yet anyway he's better suited elsewhere Brian Cage won the last yeah, he's just title opportunity and he, yeah. he, he was defeated so um, Eddie Kingston is a shout I think he's kind of well, the, he's worthy of, of a title shot anyway even though he's just had a TNT title shot and lost think of the match Mox and say Eddie Kingston would have. They just beat the living shit out of each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lance Archer is, I, I believe, the bookie's favorite. He's never had a world title shot. He only had the TNT title shot. So, mm. you know, he, I, say, it, I say it's Archer. It's my pick. It makes sense for him, but maybe it makes too much sense, if you know what I mean. It, it might be too obvious, so they might switch it. My dark horse is Sean Spears because. I think we're getting something with four horsemen tonight. And I think you've got FTR, Sean Hangman. Spears, and AN Other tonight. Right. I'm going to stick with the TBD as the winner. And I'm going to think maybe Rusev is the guy, but I'm not sure. Who else is More there? For that. Well, yeah. to be honest, I think Austin Gunn has a real good chance. He's good. Yeah. I'm only kidding. Lol. He's no way going to win. Not going to win it, but he's pretty good. But yeah, um, we got to go because uh, this is a long edit for me. Because stupid Craig Bot broke in the middle, so I have to edit two shows into one. Fun times. Um, Who's staying up? Uh, I'll, see I'll see how later. tired I am. <laughs> they have a countdown show at 11, and the pre-show is at 12, and then the main show is at 1 a.m. That's London, <laughs> Dublin time for anyone who's on that time frame. So. Oh, Steve, Steve, Steve. Do you know awesome. your favorite couple that have left WWE? Who? Oh, fucking the Canellas Oh no, that would be awful. <laughs> no, oh, no, 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 no. I, 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 I'm scrolling through Twitter just to see in case anything came up. And as lovely as it is to see Anna J pop up in my timeline, and I'm watching her twirl her hair. Um, Mike Bennett also tweeted out and just says, "Support AE Wrestling." Uh, it's not going to be him, but that's just a reaction to the whole WWE thing because Maria put out some sort of scathing criticism of it as well. What a, what a complete womp womp if it's fucking Mike Bennett. 
It won't be. I think AEW have done really well with things like this. They don't mm. like, you know, at WWE, they more than likely will let you down and something shy like the big show again or something. You know what I mean? Dolph Ziggler was number 30. <laughs> yeah. Do you know Well, I think AEW kind of know if they don't have a big deal, they they know the internet's going to slaughter them and it's not worth their hassle. If it's going to be, if they're going to do it, they're going to do it right. And I think they're really generally good at that. So I, I always will give AEW the benefit of the doubt. Okay, so let's move on then. This is not going to age well because no one's going to listen to this show today because by the time I get a post, it'll be like 11 o'clock. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, so best match, worst match of the week then? Best match, Iron Ooh. Man. Iron Man and the, the Mox thing is the worst match, I think, for me. Oh, yeah, yeah, but that was kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Same I'm going to go worst match is the, the six-man tag on NXT. Oh, okay. I, 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 I can't overstate how much I didn't <laughs> like it. Cool. Can't say anything that's bad on AEW either. No, I, the, the match between Moxie and the lawyer it is what it is. Like it, it's like expecting more of a you know, segment than Peyton a match. I I'm, I'm yeah. just, I'm just it's like expecting Peyton Rice to have a good match. It's like, what wow. did you expect? I expected, I, I expected better with a six-man tie between Legado del Fantasma, fucking Breezango, and. Swerve. Yeah, I get the forklift thing was a bit ludicrous. Oh, stupid, I, like yeah, yeah. I, no, simple no. things like that stick in my head so much that it yeah. ruins something for me. Okay, yeah. what's your best? What's your best match? I'd go to Iron Man as well. I, I could. I, the only thing I could fault was the finish, but that wasn't enough to ruin it. Cool. Um, best segment, worst segment. Best segment. I'm gonna go with the uh, best segment was Bailey that turn, end in Bailey. Bailey heel turn. Oh, okay, I haven't seen that, so I'm gonna. From what I've seen, I'm gonna say the end and that end shot of the beatdown of Mox because I think that's really good uh, world championship pay per view leading. I think that's a really good way of doing it. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go with that because I haven't seen the Bailey thing. But yeah. I'd probably go with that if it wasn't for the commentary that totally ruined it. But I'll, I'll stick with the Bailey heel turn as well. Or well, sorry, she was a heel, but you know what I mean. The turn, the turn. super heel turn. Yeah, the super. You know, she's a double heel, and the worst segment. Battle Royale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that Battle Royale in AW was garbage. 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 Fitz dead. Eddie Kingston was class, though. I want to state that. He he was the the lone um, bright light of that segment. Uh, uh, Jake Roberts was also quite good. Yeah, what was it with Jake Roberts, you know, telling Taz not to bust a nut or something? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What the fuck was that? That was very strange. Um, Then... You can listen to us, obviously. Um, we tweet out our Discord link usually on the day, but if you can DM us at Ask2BitWrestling if you want to get in, if the link is expired, we can get into the the Discord channel where you can listen to the show being recorded live and join in the chat like all the boys do. Uh, fun times, but you can get us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and all those places. Uh, if there's anywhere you can rate us, throw a five-star rating or you know a comment or anything like that. I don't really know how it works, but apparently it's a good thing. So do that. <laughs> We're also available on Wrestling Soup Network uh, with a pile of other shows. Uh, so check out Wrestling Soup as well. Um, we also have John Draper has started a new podcast. I don't know if anyone's had a chance to listen to it. I listened to it last night. It's called Break the Apocalypse uh, with uh, Shaheen and B-Show Brian, uh, two lads there. It's funny. Uh, it was about There was all sorts of weird stuff, but one of them was about frog dicks. So it's kind of right up my alley, this show. It's very funny. 
You do so, have those frog dicks. It's it's a good show. So check them out. It's at Break the AP on Twitter, and you can find them Break the Apocalypse on all of your podcast platforms. It's it's good stuff. And John Draper is a is a funny motherfucker. So go check that out. Um, and now we don't have to say the Canvas Theory thing because Nick is here. Yes. So yeah, CanvasTheory.com. Um, love uh, boo yourself. Uh, <laughs> we love hats and uh, we love hats and we love wrestling. So we started a wrestling hat store. So um, yeah, we try to come at it. We love um, different styles of wrestling. So we have a lucha hat, um, a puro Japanese hat, and our signature Canvas Theory hat. Um, yeah. So uh, we only ship to the US for now, and hopefully in a post-COVID world when logistics aren't strange and things are odd and whatnot we will hopefully be shipping to europe because we want to get gordo a hat because i know he's been uh, eagerly looking for one mm-hmm. but um but yeah, yeah. To be fair he has a very big head so i hope you do oh, like extra large hats for i him. also have a big head don't worry <laughs> yeah 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 but um yeah no canvas theory.com and at canvas theory uh on twitter and canvas underscore theory on the old instagram but um yeah no look we just love hats and we love wrestling and we just kind of wanted to merge our love of fashion and headwear with uh, wrestling Waffles, tire irons. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love how we've related those two things. It's so great. Um, I have a thing there I'll put into Discord today. I don't know if we'll use it tonight, but the idea being that you could have a chat room for during pay-per-views. It's just called Open Voice Channel on Discord there. Maybe we'll be on there during AEW tonight. I don't know. Maybe I'll use it. Maybe I won't. But if anyone does want to join it, just click in there. There's no permissions needed. You can just talk away in there. So that's all good. Maybe we'll join in during Mad Shit, during All Out later. I'll see how I feel. Um, but yeah, obviously, join the Discord is a, is a good way to go. Anyways, uh, I'm going to call it a night because this is going to be a long-ass edit. So uh, say goodnight, all boys. Love you a long time. Bye, Bye, guys. Thanks, William, for having me as well. Appreciate it. Thanks for joining, Nick. Appreciate it.